0: got to spend four days in Disney World yeah. and I did what the normal person would do which is you buy the guidebook ahead of time that gives you the fast pass times <laughs> oh, cool. so I could strategically plan out my days <laughs> minute by minute to maximize fun and minimize waiting in line. now
1: she works in events <laughs> and- yo sucker you got a big mouth I'm a hustler I'm
0: a am a hustler I'm a hustler yeah.
2: I'm a hustler yeah. I'm a hustler yeah. I'm, a, I'm a hustler yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hustler yeah. I'm a hustler yeah. See yeah. This for all my niggas that's yeah, yeah. going through the struggle that's on the ground. Yeah. All my niggas axi- that ever had to hustle nigga, nigga, to get out of a dollar, I mean, nigga, this for y'all, man. Nigga, 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 axi- Personality axi- change, man. I'm a, I'm a hustle, yeah. The Kid I'm Cassidy. Hustle, this for the hood, man. A, I'm, a a girl, girl. Girl. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler, homie. I got the product, narcotics, for the customers, homie. Fiends open, niggas smoking like a muffler, homie. Niggas phony, so I only got a couple of homies. If you a hustler, a, I can fuck with your homie. You spend a couple bucks, I stay in
3: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of the Mr. Baby Podcast. This week we have a, a good friend of ours, as usual, Logan Clements, who uh, is an events organizer here in Shanghai. Uh, she does a lot of sports events. It's very interesting. She works with a couple, you know, big names like NFL and a bunch of Pac-12 schools. Um, She's gotten to tour around with them around China And gone international for a bunch of events Uh, And this year she's gone out on her own And started her own events company Logan Strategy Group Um, We have also had the pleasure of working with her Recently in the top 5 group show Um, By the time you hear this The show has already happened Um, It was a great success So if any of you were there Thank you for coming out Um, It's up until the end of the month end of august um uh, at shin cafe um so if you're in shanghai you can check it out if not you can check out all the artwork from that me barrel and several other artists at uh www.top5postershow.com uh and actually because of the show for this episode we did a fun thing instead of having logan come and tell some stories We asked her to prepare a top five of her own, what are her five biggest influences. So she came in, talked about those, there's some good ones on there, and maybe some stories behind them. Uh, So without further ado, here's Logan Clements, and uh, of course check out her Instagram, just Logan Clements, and uh, look in the Logan Strategy Group if you ever need to promote some events in China. Also, before I forget, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a comment and rating. It helps us. and without further ado, here is Logan
2: Clements.' I was dumb young, selling joint to my okay. classmates on the cash Okay,
3: so we're here with Logan and uh, we'll. Though it's going to be a special episode, we'll still start with uh, the 60-second life story so you can tell us about your life.
0: Okay. Tell everything. Okay. In 60 seconds. Um, Originally from Philadelphia, I'm the oldest of four kids. I studied Chinese in college and it moved me here to Shanghai to explore the market. Um, I've always been an athlete my entire life, so I currently work in sports in China doing more events and marketing. So that's kind of the... Thirty-second version of my life. Not I guess. even that
1: was like yeah. fifteen seconds. I
0: that was like the, the spark notes. We can we can yeah, cover no. more in depth. You can just later. repeat it three or four times. To yeah, feel like exactly. I have things that are interesting about me. I promise.
3: <laughs> well, I was growing up in Philadelphia. You're the oldest of four. Four. Yep. And you're so, the only female, right? No, we're, oh, no. We
0: are uh, two girls and two boys. Okay. So it's myself, my sister Hart, then Luke and Hunter. So we're L H L H in our names, All right. and that was on purpose, on purpose after the last, after the third kid, so after Luke Hart, my sister was learning AB patterns in school, oh my and God. Learnt, picked up <laughs> on the pattern that we'd gone LHL, so when Hunter was, my mom was pregnant with Hunter, she was campaigning very hard for him to have an H name
1: man. to finish. So, that, so
3: the second L was not on purpose. The
0: second L was not on purpose, right. so my sister and myself have family names, Luke, I think my mom just liked that name. Um, and then we were, fan. yeah. Sure. I think my dad, my dad yeah. overused that way too much when he was born. Just oh, yeah. Everything was like, "Luke, I am your father." <laughs> dad, it's gonna
3: okay. Totally
0: worth it. Yeah, he's like, did it just for that moment? Um, it's the second
3: time, and it's already a yeah. One. You get one. Yeah.
0: Well, while she was doing pattern, the A B pattern, she also was uh, reading Harry Potter. So her campaign was for him to be called Harry Potter Clements. Wow. And I was like. I was on board. I also like Harry Potter, but, like, retrospect, great call from my parents. When you'll
3: grow up, you'll realize something.
0: I'm just like, this name is for life, not for a book series that you're obsessed with. Like, we don't
3: want to say your idea is stupid, but you're young.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember, like, when when
1: I was little and struggling with people making fun of my name Beryl, just being like, I hope I never marry a guy with the last name Pan and that we never are so cruel as to name our son Peter. And then fast <laughs> Very forward. specific. Very specific. Well, Such a specific You first have
3: to get Peter. to Pam, then from Pam. Yes.
1: These are very serious concerns to five-year-old Meryl. Fast forward. God, I currently named- work with a Peter Pan in my mouth. Oh. And like, the great mystery is like, does he know... That Does he know that he like his? He shares a name. Is he Chinese? Yeah. Did he pick, did he pick? Yeah, yes. Did he pick Peter? Yes. Yes, oh. he did. Then he definitely. Did then he had to. I don't player. know, or maybe it's like a really cruel Chinese
0: teacher.
3: My God, I, don't know. I hope I never meet someone with like, the last name Mouse. Because <laughs> this can be. I awkward. have so many ideas.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess that's like. But when you're when you're a kid, that would be like something you really like harp on and mm-hmm. think about a lot. So. Yeah.
3: Well, that's it. Um, I don't know if she listens, but we have a friend here, Clarissa. And we mentioned, it's like, <laughs> so the question I'm sure you've gotten your entire life. She's
1: like, no. You have to be,
3: be I you know, can't like, explain Clarice it. Clarissa explains it all. And the funny thing is, she grew up without listening or watching TV, so she's like, I get that all the time, and I actually don't know what it references, even though she's <laughs> in that same age bracket. And it's like, I guess that's okay. At least you don't get it.
0: Yeah. yeah. But Logan, you've had a lot of struggles with your name. I have. It's a love-hate relationship with my name. I love it now. Um, I I like to say that I got into kindergarten as a boy, Mm -hmm. which then usually people give me a weird up-down of like, hold on, (laughs) wait a second. And it's like, no. um, In my town, the way they determine if there's too many kids to do uh, one kindergarten class, like all in Mm -hmm. the morning, so we have to do, there's a morning and an afternoon kindergarten, which no parent wants because who wants to send their kid to school in the afternoon when they're like, tired and cranky and are mm. stuck with them all morning so it was like a hot ticket to get into morning kindergarten yeah we had that um, too yeah and they try to pick it based on gender so that there's even like boys and girls <laughs> and so my name got picked out as a boy and my mom got to go and claim it and was like she's a girl but like they didn't take it away so i got into <laughs> kindergarten as a boy
3: yeah. as
0: boy logan um, and then, you fooled the system. yeah, I fooled it. But um, then it was like, yeah, it just was a I very. I mean, what is gender even, man? I mean, learn that at a young age. It's, it's just, just a like a construct. Of you've society. been fighting. The,
3: you've been fighting the fight for years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> decades. I,
0: I do. I do think like I've gotten some meetings and opportunities in like work and life because I have a male-sounding name. Yeah. I've gotten people to meet me for things, which I just again, it's like second nature. I didn't think they would have, but like yeah. a couple have admitted to me, like, oh, I, like my football team. I joined because the coach thought I was a dude. I'd send him an email, and they were like, he was like, oh, Logan, who's an athlete at UVA. He's like, I'm picturing this, like, 6'4", 250-pound dude. And he's like, yeah, let's meet at Starbucks for coffee. And I was like, okay. And I show up, and he was like, Logan. Logan, Excuse Logan, me, like, little girl. Keep, keep, I was like, hi. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> we talked for a little bit and then like 20 minutes in he was like, actually I have to tell you what I thought. Like, I he, thought you were a dude. He was like,
3: varsity at UVA, but he's varsity <laughs> on volleyball and field hockey. <laughs> it was very strange. I guess yeah, I didn't sure. say, I
0: don't think I said women's track and field. I think I just said track and field, no. but I was like, if you did a quick Google search, man, there's not that many Logans out there that, you know, you're going to be mistaken for, but that's. That's one I've definitely gotten, yeah. and then people I don't meet in person, I get a lot of Mister Logans and yeah. emails where you kind of have to well, then be mean, like, how do I drop a Misses in there like, yeah. to casually when talking about yourself, like.
3: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't think I ever met a Logan before you, so like I never thought it was strange. Yeah, it's like literally the Except only. For the X-Men? I was gonna say, literally the only Logan person I've ever heard of is Logans Run the movie and Logan from Wolverine. Yeah.
0: Well, my mom loved to, like, she's very proud of the name, thinking it's very, like, original. But whenever we would meet someone named Logan, or, like, a friend of a friend had someone they knew named Logan, my mom would, like, make a point to introduce me to them. And usually they were a small, like, it's a small boy, which (laughs) is very traumatizing, I think, for them. For them to be like, look, Logan, meet Logan! And I could just see the kids' eyes, like, everything falls, being like my mom gave me a girl's name and i'm like don't don't worry it's <laughs> yeah. okay like i can see well, all going on in the head there's like it's yeah. a, it's a guy's name for me it's a family name it's my great my uh grandpa's mom's maiden
3: name yeah well so there's my, like a
0: connection to it but my it,
3: brother's name is Kelsey so like growing up like i just thought kelsey was the name and then like again pop culture like kelsey grammer and then like you grow up a little bit and it's just like oh your brother's a girl's name i was like does he is yeah, that a, Is that a girl's name? Well, <laughs> it depends
0: who you meet first, too. So yeah, i found that that's like, people I mean, who yeah. know me as the first Logan then will work under that assumption that it's a girl's name. Versus if you meet a lot of boy Logans, then it's very off-putting when you meet me, because I'm mm-hmm. the, girl, the girl Logan. So it's definitely, yeah, it's in the, when I was younger, I didn't really like it as much because it was a different name. And yeah. I remember being jealous of my friends who were Catholic and got to pick their, like their uh, middle name or when you yeah, when you got your confirmation name. name and everyone was picking, like, and
2: <laughs> Michelle,
0: and, like, things at the time for whatever reason in my brain. I was like, oh, I want to have, like, a Michelle or, like, I had multiple <laughs> Allisons in my class. class. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like, an Allie, you can have, like, nicknames. And, like, Logan, you can't have nicknames. Yeah. And my middle name is also in my dad's, my other side of the family, it's Grandmom's maiden name. So my name is maiden name, maiden name, mm-hmm. last name. Um, so I just, for some reason, always wanted to kind of, like, in, which was kind of yeah. weird, and now I've loved it because it is that no one has to be like, oh, that's Logan Clements. They can just know it's oh, it's Logan. You're the
3: only. One yeah, there's the
0: only one. There's no like Ashley yeah. R and Ashley I and Ashley M. Like it's kind of you know. <laughs> yeah, athletes. I've I've embraced it a little bit more.
1: I had a uh, like comic book superhero thought starter for a story for like a character when, uh, where like in high school I I thought it would be great if there's a superhero just named like. Hannah Lee, like, the most, like, common name, so she could really be incognito, like, you would never be able to find her, you'd never yeah. be able to, like, Google her or look her up in the phone book, because it would just be like, which one is it?
0: <laughs> there would be, like, too many.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, when I was, like, I really like playing with Barbies when I was a kid, and I always named, I think I always gave the girls unisex names and I don't know again now probably just because of Logan but I always mm-hmm. thought like Sam was really cool because it's uh-huh. like could be Samantha if you're going formal <laughs> but like Sam sounded so like <laughs> hip or like Max or something like again yeah. weird like names for a female but whatever reason that was like to me like cool cool teenage names that you could have yeah. mm-hmm, they yeah. weren't mine <laughs>
1: uh, well I think uh, interestingly like uh, well my my English name is unisex and then my Chinese name is also unisex, but more male. So my mom chose my Chinese name, and she took two characters from two of my uncles. So oftentimes, like, when I send emails in China, people assume that I'm male. Uh, but, yeah, kind of what I've gleaned recently is, like, that's, like, a trend in the U.S., and it's becoming a trend in China as well, to name your girls with boys' names.
0: Cool. Very cool. That was my Chinese name my Chinese teacher gave me was Law En, which then made all my Chi- friends in my Chinese class in the U.S. think like my English name was Lauren. And then all my Chinese teachers who I met after that were like, oh, you have a very masculine sounding Chinese name because it's <laughs> that exact, like, two characters they used for Ron in Ron Weasley from Harry Potter the Chinese <laughs> translation of his name was Law En. So you so, finally uh, got that Harry I Potter like, name. I he did. I finally. Like, it. <laughs> there it goes. Wrapped <laughs> up a little bone. It's a Harry Potter reference. But I was like, oh no, this is just causing even more it's problems. It's all working out. And it's just like, you're a Ron, your name's Lauren, no, it's oh, Logan. Yeah. And I was like, there are sounds that sound like Logan. We could have done it, people. So what's we your actual done name? It. Yeah, I've kind of dropped my Chinese name purely mm-hmm. out of that because yeah. it was adding more confusion
3: than help. So, Uh, studied Chinese in school, and then you came here directly from school?
0: Yeah, so graduated in May of 2014, moved here in
3: June. What made you want to come here as opposed to staying in the U.S.?
0: Um, I spoke the language, and I'd been, I'd been, I did a program in the summer. Did you? I kind of spoke the language. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Daryl. I (laughs) can speak the language. Um, I was a major, I majored in Chinese, so in my mind... If I ever was going to really be able to have a grasp on Chinese, I needed to be using it. Uh Um, And if I moved to, if I stayed in the US, I was just going to be someone who used to speak Chinese and maybe would whip it out at like a Chinese restaurant to sound cool, like and say, shi shi, like ni hao. But it wouldn't have stuck. And I didn't want that to happen. Um, And I'd come to China twice to study abroad once with um, a language intensive program at East East China Normal University, and a second time with a business class. So we came over and met with. UVA alumni here, as well as, like, a bunch of businesses, and, like, everyone who presented to us was like, China is booming. Like, this industry's doing great, there's a lot of opportunity here. No one seemed to say, like, stuff was plateauing, which I always, I thought was really, really interesting, especially because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was interested in, I liked my, I was interested in China, or being in China, I thought it was fun, and I also really liked sports, and I couldn't figure out how they were ever going to intersect, and I kept meeting so many people who, like, through their college careers seemed to find start to figure out what they were doing. Like, they mm-hmm. were kind of converging with their interests, and mine felt like they were getting farther and farther yeah. away, and so I figured I might as well just chase the first one, and I can always go back, you can always go back to America, was yeah. my thinking. So, even if I only came for six months, the biggest challenge was going to be, you know, my pride of having to go back to America yeah. and look at people and be like, didn't work, you know, I couldn't do it, I couldn't cut it, I'm back.
3: Yeah, um, but even so, like, you didn't realize, like, even if you are there for six months, it's still like mind-boggling to people. They're like, you lived in China? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I wasn't feeling it anymore, so I came yeah. home. Well, that's what I figured.
0: Yeah. I was like, it would be, I'd applied also to grad school, so I got into a couple yeah. of grad programs, and I was able to defer uh, two of them for a year to tell them maybe a year later, because I met some of my classmates that I was going to be yeah. going to school with, and they all had worked abroad, and I was like the token kid straight from undergrad to yeah. going to graduate school, and a lot of them had really good anecdotes about their time working, and I felt yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of... Silly to not have that, as well as also, like, I, leaving college, I was very much like, I love China, but I didn't really know if I loved China for China, or if I loved it because it was not America, because uh-huh. it's the only country apart from Canada that I had been to. Yeah. I had been to China, so I didn't, I had not seen any other parts of the world, and I didn't want to pay for two years of graduate school, focusing in China, and then move here and realize, I like China, but I also mm. like other parts of the world, so it was kind of one of those, like, come here, figure out what I like about it, and then you can always go back to school, so... Yeah. Did your parents
1: freak out about you not going to grad school?
0: I think. Or were they just relieved that they didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think they were they were supportive of me coming, but I think they didn't. They'd never been to China and they didn't understand necessarily why I wanted to come. But I was very adamant that I was going to do it, and so eventually they couldn't say no <laughs> or cat to the point where they just knew <laughs> I was going to do it anyway. Like I was going to do it anyway. So I think they were a little disappointed because graduate school just sounds, it's like a nicer package to tell yeah. other parents and tell people to be like, oh, my daughter's getting a graduate degree. But when I kind of laid out my thinking, I'm a pros and cons list person. So at times I have to be like, I actually wrote a pros cons list about this to my <laughs> parents to be like, it's the decision I want to make. And, um, but they were supportive, uh, in the end and were able to like lend me some money when I first yeah. came over. Cause it was expensive just to, you know, mm-hmm. move and set up a life after coming right out of college and not really having savings.
3: Plus like if you're deferring, not turning it down, it's like. Why not? Like you kinda of still have this safety net. Like even yeah. if it doesn't work out, it's like that's fine. Yeah. I got experience and then I'll come back and do the grad school anyway. And if Ex- it works out, then it worked out. And it was like you know.
0: Yeah, and that's what I told like with the professors and the yeah. programs I called. I was just I said it should only and they agreed it would only strengthen my application, yeah. even if I you know, I ended up not even going back. Now I've been here three years. So I got another program then to defer for two years, yeah. Um, and then after that, they said they can't defer anymore, yeah. um, but that I'm welcome to reapply. And I just wanted to make sure that at least I don't get like a black mark on my on my name <laughs> should I ever it. want to go back again. But she said no. Yeah, but it was a master's in international education management, which I I still have a, a passion for. I guess working with like international students and um, college students especially. But I don't know if I necessarily if I'm go when I go back to grad school that it would be for that program. So mm. I definitely don't really have any regrets there, but it was a nice little safety net to be like, if I don't find jobs, I could at least go to school. Yeah. Like when people, I was trying to explain it to some people, cause China, you can't figure out jobs a year in advance. You kind of have to figure out to either when you get here or a month in advance. So it's just not a very, um, like sexy package compared to some of my friends who knew December, November of our fourth year, our senior year where they were working. Yeah. And I figured out where I was going in like April
3: and was moving in June. Yeah, so. Right. Well, that's that Yeah, I mean, just that, uh, like, I obviously had no idea what I was doing at of school. And then when I was briefly in Japan, like, met a lot of people who were in university at the time. And their system is, like, even more crazy where, like, your senior year of college is basically one giant, like, job fair. Like, yeah. you spend the whole year, like, prepping to have a job by the time you leave. And, like, that's all you do. It's, like, not all you do. But most of your time is spent, like, finding work and, like... Yeah. They map out your, basically, whole life by the time you leave college. and It's like, ooh.
0: Well, some students, I mean, we have for our business school at my the at University of Virginia is pretty high stakes, um, high pressure, and a lot of them believe, a lot of the students believe that your internship for your summer between your junior and senior mm-hmm. year will determine your future job. Yeah. So you need to start looking for your internships at the start of your junior year, and That's finding it with a company that you're already, you know, mentally going to be like, I'll work for them for three years, which I think is really early and then takes, puts a lot of pressure on you Mm -hmm. where I think most people need to take those four years to kind of think and grow a little bit more. But I mean, I wasn't in the business school, so I know I wasn't like in that, surrounded by that culture, but I just saw kind of my friends going through it and it was, I felt bad for them that they were kind of like already feeling that kind of high stakes pressure anxiety before like way earlier than I think most students do. Um, because a lot of them were very focused on what they should be doing, which I think can kind of lead you, lead you in different directions that yeah. mm-hmm. might not always be the most productive.
1: Yeah. Well, the first time that you and I met was on Skype.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to, to, to go into my, my impression? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I met you when I was interviewing for, to work at my first job in China, getting an internship, uh, and with I, a
1: UVA alum, right? With a
0: UVA alum who I had kind of previously had talked to a little bit via email, and he was saying, okay, he, had, he, had, he liked me and was like, all right, I'm gonna have my coworker worker Beryl, you know, Skype and talk to you. And then Beryl comes on the screen in like purple hair, a leather jacket, and I was like, oh no, I am not ready for this work environment. <laughs> I Don't understand She was very cool I felt like I was Very uncool (laughs) Also like Skype angles Are not very flattering So I was like Definitely Skyping her From like my kitchen With like bad Overhead lighting Mm -hmm. In my uh, one bedroom Um and, yeah, it was. It, I was very impressed, but then confused, because then John came back on and said, <laughs> okay, and I was like, oh, well, what do you wear in the office? And he's I'm like, oh, it's so business casual. Yeah. And I was like, business casual? She had a yeah. leather jacket if you're on. you're working in a yeah. bike mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> and he was, like, yeah. in a t-shirt. Like, I, I was, was like, like, I'm very confused.
3: I always think about that, like, when I've interviewed for jobs. I work in tech, so it's obviously the very, like, casual, but... Still feel like I'm going in for a job interview, so it's like I should be wearing a suit and a tie, even though I know I'm not going to wear that for work. Yeah. But then I feel like there are some people that are like, "Oh, he showed up showed up in a suit and tie. Like this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> like yeah. it's just like." No, I think like everything is like
1: Banana Republic startup collection. Do you remember that?
3: No, but. When they basically can picture made... what it is. <laughs>
1: Mark Zuckerberg, The Collection. I mean, it was just, like, the most, like, basic normcore stuff. And they got ripped apart. Well, the
3: key is just to do, like, (laughs) basically wear, like, going to a professional job, but it's the end of a hot day. So it's, like, go with, like, a clean (laughs) button-up, but untuck it, maybe roll the sleeve. Like, it's, like, it's a clean, nice shirt. But I'm not, like, crazy. But you don't look too buttoned up. Yeah,
0: I just remember, and then I think I I was emailing Beryl with all my millions of questions, which at the time yeah. I was like, I bet I'm being really annoying. She doesn't sound like she's very happy with me having to answer these questions. <laughs> oh, and then really? like later on again I've gotten to know you better. So I know it was probably just Beryl being like, Oh, this basic girl doesn't know <laughs> how where to live, like sending me links to smart Shanghai. Being like, Beryl, what do you wear to work every day? And you're like, I don't Kitten know, meals? clothes. <laughs> and then I showed up, and I'd like gone to Banana Republic and bought like eight looks because I was like, I'm gonna look professional. And I think like the second like week or whatever, like three
3: different I was things. like,
0: Beryl, how do you do it? It's so hot here because I started like end yeah. of June, and she was like, I give you two weeks before you give up on what you wear because yeah. most people were in just like shorts and t-shirts mm-hmm. and oh, things yeah. like that. And, and I was I like,
1: came in for my interview in like a button down and like tuxedo pants. Um, and, uh, everyone thought I was, like, interviewing for a fucking, like, office manager. Like, I they mean, all thought like, I was, like, coming in to be the boss, yeah. like, or, like, the
0: CFO or something. <laughs> it was like,
3: well, a, my, I'm
0: coming in for an internship. Like, no
1: idea. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But
0: I was, like, I, I, I like, was fully em- embracing the whole, like, dress for the job you want, maybe right, not the yeah. one you have. And, like, you know, definitely from my mom and my dad and, like, other, you know, mentors you have in college are like, well, you never know. If you look good, they'll pull you into that meeting, maybe, versus yeah. if you look Like, crap, you're not going to be in the meeting. You're not not going to get to be in the meeting. I
3: remember my brother telling me he had, uh, so he went to Cornell, and they had a very similar, like, with the internship, like, it can lead to basically what you'll be doing. And I remember him talking about one of the places he interviewed was uh, Abercrombie, and it was like, this had to be, like, early 2000s, like, 2004, 2005, maybe, maybe a little later, but it was, like, you know, the heyday of Abercrombie. And he said he went there, and it was, like, the corporate offices, it wasn't, like, a store. Yeah. And, uh, like, the, it was a weekend, like, three-day orientation thing, and he, like, went, and the first day, it's, like, this big auditorium, all these k- possible candidates, like, younger guys, and, like, they're all in, like, you know, exactly what you'd expect, like, suit, suits or shirt and tie, and then, like, all the, like, management comes out to, like, introduce themselves and, blah, and they're all wearing, like, Abercrombie-type stuff, like, they're all, like, yeah. Half of them are shirtless. Yeah, pretending they're <laughs> twenty years old, like polos and shorts, or oh. like blah blah blah, and everyone's just like, okay. And they said like the first day was a half day, so like at the end you like go home. Just I, I can't remember where it was. Like and it was like maybe he like went out to California for it. It's like oh just you know enjoy the area, and then we'll like start up tomorrow. And he's like, and then when I got there tomorrow or like the second day, apparently I missed the memo that after the first meeting everybody went out to the local like Abercrombie. <laughs> And, like, bought new clothes and showed up in, like, casual cool wear to try to, like, fit in. you he was just, like, I don't know if it was, like, I'm the awkward one now because I'm a suit tie. Or it's just everyone is super bizarre. But it's just kind of that, like, oh, no, this is how they dress here. I need to dress like that, too. And he's, like, everyone clearly in brand new, like polos and ripped jeans Kept stuff. the tags on in case yes. they don't get the like, job. Yeah. It's like, it was God. weird. It's like, yeah. and that's when I realized, I don't want to work here at all.
0: That's what I was about to say. He might not, if his heart's not in the yeah. he didn't really go yeah. out and buy anything.
3: But. Like, These are not the people I want to work for or with. Yeah, like, God.
0: <laughs> yeah I definitely think Shanghai's funny because it, it gets so hot and humid here in the summer that like, yeah. the oh. levels of business casual, it's hard to explain it to somebody else because I still yeah. think people look nice here. Um, but I was just talking with two friends from DC yesterday who were saying that like whenever they go to New York, they f- like New York city, they feel like they have to bring their best dressed clothes, up, yeah. like to fit in. Like everyone is like dressed to the nines, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't say Shanghai slumming. Like I still think people dress up nice here, but it's a different, nice. Like it is. If I saw someone in a suit, you'd be like, Oh, where'd you come from? Yeah. <laughs> like, what'd you have? Yeah. Um, that's, it's just very interesting. Cause I wouldn't say it that it's like everyone's in hoodies. Like it's not like what no, I would picture but, Silicon Valley but, being. Yeah, but, but it, yeah. it's definitely way less constricted.
1: I mean it's yeah. like way less conservative in that sense. I mean, like if you work in a bank or in finance, then of course you have to dress very professionally, but for a lot of companies, like, uh, I don't think that necessarily Chinese culture has a standard for mm. like Western offices. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, you know, reception girls, and even higher than that, like, even more, like, senior positions who come to work in Daisy Dukes, like, cut (laughs) off jean shorts. Yeah. And it's like, oh, must be nice. Because, like, as a Western person, like, with Western bosses, you can't pretend that you don't know that's not okay. You can't just (laughs) do that.
3: But it's also, I mean, like, it is, I know for men's, like, what you're saying about New York is, like, uh, I've been in areas where, I mean, you're still going to wear, like, you know, nice slacks and a shirt. But like, if you have a tie, it's like, Ooh. And then if you have like a jacket and tie, even if it's a suit, it's like, again, it's like, Ooh, where are you guys all dressed up to go? It's like yeah. work. Like, yeah. you know, I wear the full suit. Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, it is very industry focused because yeah. I guess for finance and banking, you have to mm-hmm. kind of wear that suit. But yeah, I definitely agree. It's definitely, it's different from the standards, but I guess even Westerners, I do think can still dress pretty nice in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fashionista at all, so yeah. I appreciate I mean, it, I remember I my mom pressured. sent
1: me uh, a Women's Wear Daily, like, street-style feature on Nanjing. <laughs> not one of the fashion capitals of the world. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she also has a trench coat and UGG boots. It's like, oh, <laughs> get out of here with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say my, my number of leather jackets I owned since meeting you went from zero to the three <laughs> Be careful. careful! Contagious. had to throw out a couple because you literally like went home <laughs> I was like back to america first trip back after six months was like i need to go to goodwill and find a leather jacket <laughs> yeah. because no one understands any of my fashion references yeah. from virginia which is kind of the south like no one's heard of lily pulitzer or like any of those like preppy brands and it was like oh not cool everything <laughs> i'm wearing is not cool. not cool i mean
1: logan since that first skype call you've You've got several leather
0: jackets. You've dyed your hair pink. (laughs) I did. I did. Slow to send into (laughs) Barrel. My my mom will call you with her own complaints. I'm just like, what did you do? Uh,
3: So after you got here, you started with uh, the company Mailman. What was your path to lead to where you are now?
0: Yeah, um... Well, working with Mailman, I was originally in a a startup that was sports tourism,
4: Mm
0: -hmm. um, taking Chinese nationals to the U.S. to have these VIP sports experiences. I thought it was exciting because of China plus sports, kind of mixed. Um, And then month two, I think, that (laughs) I was there, we had a meeting where they said, okay, guys, we're going to (laughs) pivot, first experience of that, and we're going to turn into a luxury shopping experience website uh, service. And I... I'm not fashion forward at all. As, I we, don't. as we now know. <laughs> yeah. As you all have now learned, I don't read fashion blogs. I could tell you where to shop would be like probably whatever timeout it's telling you to go shop to. Leather jacket. And it was like, all right, jackets. we need you to make shopping guides. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is not bringing me joy like <laughs> talking about sports does. Um, so luckily, though, at the same time the pivot happened, um, they also won the NFL account. Mm-hmm. So NFL has an office here in China. They're promoting American football and the teams here um, and so they have Weibo accounts, the like Chinese Twitter accounts, yeah. um, and they needed someone who knew football to help with the account, raised my hand really fast. <laughs> and luckily it's a lot of, uh, people who are European or not American in the office. Yeah. So I kind of, by default got yeah. to be put on it. Um, and then started just exploring like in uh, Chinese social media as well as just like marketing strategy. And it was very interesting as an avid football fan to like take myself out of it and have to be like, why do I love football? how do I get other people to love football? How do I like a team if I don't even live in a place where I can go and really watch football? Um, And so worked on that and then kind of got tired of being on the... I was uh, working on the Chinese side, so my Chinese is not good enough to write tweets or anything. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like one step removed from the process. I couldn't really quietly control the whole thing. So I moved to another agency to be on the English side, doing English PR and English social media, so I could kind of control the whole message and branding um, at a different agency... Had a brief moment of the in there of like three months of being a college counselor where I thought I was going to inspire the youth of tomorrow in yeah. China to, you know, find their destiny in American universities. It ended up being not fulfilling and way more money focused than I wanted. So I, that was a brief, brief moment yeah. before going to the English agency. Um, but on that English agency, we did kind of uh, social media as well as events. And I started to kind of like the event side a little bit mm-hmm. more while also doing a lot of writing for WeChat and blogs and things like that. Um, and then felt inspired to go out on my own and start my own company where I got to kind of go after projects that I was really excited about, um, doing kind of what I'm doing now of going after working with American university teams, sports Mm -hmm. teams who come to China for like a game or a training trip or sightseeing and kind of being able to help those people from both a media focus to tell people back in America what they're doing. And then an event logistics perspective of understanding the standard that American sports teams expect and, the standard that you're going to get in China, and kind of filling that little bit of a gap just to make it a little bit more comfortable. So I kind of swerved around a little bit with Mm -hmm. kind of what I was doing to kind of get to here today. You can find out more on (laughs) loganstrategygroup.com. Ooh, shameless plug, loganstrategygroup.com. It's only applicable to probably a couple of the listeners. Yeah. um, Well, I I mean, I want to give you a, a pat
1: on the back story. My dad sent me an article knowing that Logan is a is a uh, football enthusiast in China of an article about Tom Brady mm-hmm. and uh, him saying that his greatest dream is to play an NFL game in China. And so he's like, forward this, forward this to Logan. So I said it to her. Logan just goes, oh yeah, I was there when he gave that quote. It was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was. I was doing such, like, happy dance moves in the background. I was like, yes, yes this is awesome for PR. Like, yeah, well, exactly. Is, well, girl, anyway, I forwarded no. it back to my dad,
1: uh, like, the you know, of, like, your reaction, and he just, and, like, Papa Chung was like,
3: what? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. When the Beryl told charge. me that story, I was like, really? Because I thought, I misheard her and thought, well, in my head, I was thinking, she said, not Tom Brady, but Peyton Manning,
0: Yeah.
3: which uh, not so excited about Chinese football when yeah. he was here. He,
0: he, he was into the development of it, but not yeah. we did not, but we not, did not, his not get actual the actual. Oh, yeah. no, he was not as, as engaging yeah. um, as I would say Tom, Tom Brady was. Um, I was very mm-hmm. impressed with uh, him on his last tour, he brought over by Under Armour. So I only was there covering two, one day of his tour in Beijing, but I was there, yeah, for yeah. that quote, and was very happy that I mean, none of us said anything to him, like people from the NFL yeah. kind of said anything to him, but I'm sure he was kind of thinking about it. Yeah. So quotes like that oh, encourage the game from to NFL? grow. No, Under mm. Armour brought him over, so he's promoting this athletic sleepwear, so you can oh. wear his pajamas, and if you do that, you might <laughs> oh also be able to it's play professional football you until you're get 40. get up and get
3: out. <laughs> he, he credits
0: it with why he's able to still be playing at his age, which I think is really funny, and also like, i was also like, does it have a sensation? Like, when you wear it, do you tingle slightly? Mm. Is it
3: just you're like a... Like, uh, like those like airplane socks, but like a full body suit. Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: it's got a cool little design, suit. but I'm now really a lot skeptical. Of
1: space. Yeah, space,
0: space. you well, just sleep in a cocoon,
1: like yeah. That's yeah. that. It's just like <laughs> well, fun fact: Logan has uh, accompanied both of those
0: NFL legends to the Great Wall. Yeah. No, just not Tom Brady. Oh, but really? Peyton, I did. Oh. I did Peyton, and yeah. I did the Steelers so and I'm Little Paolana. Peyton, Peyton and Little Peyton. Yeah, Shao Peyton, Small Peyton was. You've you probably been to the wall
3: quite often.
0: I have been to the wall eleven times, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I am scheduled yes. to probably go another two more times this year. Oh boy! And, um,
1: do you have any highlight stories of uh, taking towards to the
0: wall or of Shao Peyton? Shao Peyton. Well, Small Peyton. I see. This is a thing that. So when you're on tour. You work really long hours, and you're kind of just, like, on call covering somebody else's life for, like, a week. Yeah. On social media. On social media, yeah. Um, And so you kind of just get in this bubble, and you're tired, and you're just trying to find things to keep you going. And so uh, Peyton Manning was not as accessible to us as some other legends in terms of, like, for social media, your best content comes from the more relaxed moments, or if they're joking around, like, that's usually the best content, versus me feeding you a line and you repeating it back to me because it's my words, not yours. Um, and he was, he's a very private person. So to entertain myself in all the other hours of the day I had, (laughs) we found that in China, I think in the U S you can buy them small plush versions of famous athletes, including Peyton Manning. So we had small Peyton. So when regular Peyton was busy doing his private stuff that he didn't want us to look at, uh, (laughs) Shao Peyton Small Peyton got to go and see everything, yeah. so I have a compilation of about 20 pictures of Small Peyton answering questions at the press conference, He's got Small his Peyton on Instagrams the wall, and... Small Peyton on the... And, like, the whole time, I'm dying, and, like, everyone else on my team was, like, it's the the, the funniest thing yeah. ever. Well, Small Peyton's dream is to meet Big Peyton, right? Yeah, and we have a photo of the two of them sitting next to each other, Aww. and Peyton is not acknowledging Small Peyton, <laughs> and it's just, like, I literally I, like, have a photo album, and I narrated it all. And like shared it with um, other people on my team, who then decided to be fun- so funny. We should forward it to NFL, who did not find it as funny. They thought, they like were like, "Oh, that's nice," but like not a like as dying laughing as I was. <laughs> and it's like now that I've been I've slept and I'm farther removed from the tour, I can realize why it wouldn't be as funny to other people. But yeah. it gave me life during Catch that you week going, yeah? where I was getting access to real Peyton for like an hour, yeah. and then I had small Peyton for the rest of it to do <laughs> photos. But they were, unfortunately were not allowed to be posted on. China's of oh, so official you didn't get to use them, things. Yeah. No, it was more of an internal inside joke. Like
3: Peyton's not super happy with Small
0: Peyton. <laughs> uh, hey, he like it, they're it's, not in a good place right now. Yeah, I know. One day, one day, Small Peyton will will fulfill his destiny. Yeah, and the publicist is like, don't ask him about Small <laughs> Peyton. Yeah, like we have two topics you can't talk about: Small Peyton and more Small Peyton. <laughs> just like don't talk about him. Uh, Logan, do you have any uh, travel tips for the wall? Oh my gosh. Travel tips. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to see it. As I said, it's yeah. a great, it's a big wall. So you definitely have to go. Um, I really like. to like every section of it. I have been. I like Mutianyu a lot. So that's the part that has the toboggan. So you can ride a toboggan down, um, which is what Michelle Obama has done. And I've now found so, out yeah. they actually labeled the exact toboggan Ooh. that Michelle rode, which my friends Michelle who were visiting toboggan? this week rode to on Obama? the one that she rode oh. on. Yeah. It's like a little one. just like. Mrs. Michelle, I don't know her middle name, but like her full name wrote this toboggan on this, this date. Is,
3: this is like a stack of them. It's like, this is a toboggan line. If you want the Michelle Obama toboggan, you can wait four hours because there's only one of them. Well, then
0: that's where I was like, well, where's the Peyton Manning that's toboggan? That's yeah, yeah. Where's the Tom Brady toboggan? It just like, like catches on every toboggan. Where's there's there's a the Logan on the Clements back. toboggan? It's like, like and, um, But it was pretty cool. My friends who were just there two days ago said the toboggan... Guy who like operates it yeah. um, was so excited to show them pictures of him and Tom Brady. Aww, because he got a picture when they were there, and I was like, I'm f- again curious. I would it's have asked follow up questions. The guy from the questions. Gatorade bottle. Yeah, I would have been like, Where's his reference for that? I'm always <laughs> interested in like where people recognize them from. Because yeah. a lot of these players, if you're a football player, you're really famous in America, but here you just look like another foreign guy. Yeah. So when we were on the wall with um, Peyton, he wasn't getting recognized by yeah. fam- by people because um, a lot of them were tourists from other parts uh-huh. of China. But they would take his picture. But then they would also take my picture yeah, because yeah. we're both foreign. Yeah, and I was like, "You're just it's a like tall, they want your picture, but not for why guy. you think they yeah, want your it's picture." Not, it's like I mean, later on, I had a, I had a great beautiful moment where I grabbed two tourists and I brought all these hats of like bronco Broncos hats. So I was like, "Oh, throw these on these two these two like older women." I had yeah, and I way. took the picture with the wall in the background. And then Peyton just starts to walk up behind them because he thinks they're fans. Like yeah. he was gonna say like hi and take a photo, and I was like, "No, no, <laughs> you just." Nope, they don't know. Okay, yeah. and like I took the hats back. And I was okay, okay, bye, thank you, and like he just like walked past him. Oh, but he was kind of, very polite. Like, the so the one nice
3: thing about being a celebrity like here is yeah, like, you can you don't have to like walk around like you would in the states. See, like, like I would just okay. never
0: wish to be. I think when you're a kid, you always like. where I had a dream. I'd love to be famous. I think yeah. it'd be really cool to be famous and everyone knew who I was. Now I realize I've changed that. That like Horrible. I'd be okay to be famous, but not China famous. Yeah, like even America. I don't know. In America, I think depending on the celebrity depending on the place like mm-hmm. you can ha- hold you can do some normal activities like yeah. again maybe not presidents and stuff like that but here if you are famous like you get mobbed yeah. everywhere, and like photos are taken and that kind of stuff and it's just a different I would not want to be China famous yeah. like a lot of tennis stars are like super famous over yeah, here and yeah. they can't go well, that's, like, we, anywhere
3: we used to work in this area Tianzifang. it's like a very touristy kind of outdoor shopping center and uh, one time like co-worker of ours came back from lunch and was like we just ran into Paul Rudd and he was there promoting Ant-Man oh cool and we are like oh that's interesting and then we went to lunch and like while we were walking through these like they're kind of alleyways but they're nice you guys know but um we were like walking and our boss was just like hey Paul and it was like Paul Rudd and his family just like also walking through there but like no like agent no, like nobody even noticing who the hell it was that's and amazing. then like us casually yeah. just passing like hey Paul that's yeah. yeah just different you get <laughs> yeah. to like Because he's like famous but like probably not like world like Tom Cruise famous where it's like people have no idea who he is unless you like were like that guy's famous.
1: Yeah. Well yeah, I mean uh at previous agency they almost had to cancel a commercial shoot because we had these two um these two celebrities and then the the like location and date leaked online. And, like, when they arrived, I mean, like, the hordes had already, yeah. I mean, had been camped out there. Oh, was, my gosh, yeah. That was, yeah. like,
3: a, I know we used to watch that Korean show, Running Man, and then also there's the British show Top Gear, which is, like, a famous car show. It's, like, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, TV show worldwide, and there's, like, constantly episodes where they'll, like, go to, like, Rome or, like, some small town, like, some small, like, European city and just be, like, oh, we want to drive through this whole village. It's, like, and then the episode always ends up being, like... Because they'll have, like, some crazy supercar, like, Lamborghini, Ferrari, that's, like, so expensive. So, right off the bat, people see that in this town. And it's, like, a sight to city, like, start taking photos. Then they realize who they are. And it's, like, half the episode is just them, like, at a snail's pace trying to drive through, now, wall-to-wall people. Like, they're just, like, trying to drive yeah. through the street, but it's just wall-to-wall people. And it's just, like, wow, that looks horrible. And then, like, sometimes they'll have, like, a convertible. It's, like, oh oof, good luck with that. Like, just yeah,
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to do that. I guess, yeah. but yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting. I get Tom Brady is one who d- he did get recognized when yeah. he was here. But like two years ago, we had the Steelers players um, who are very famous in the U.S. Um, but Troy Polamalu and two others, other safeties, and they're on TV. Some of them are yeah, still yeah. commentators, and I was able to go with them to UUN Gardens with a tour guide, and that was it. Like we yeah. didn't have to have security, and like I mean, I was taking their picture. It's more that I worry like other tour American tourists would recognize them, and mm. then. If they start taking pictures, then I think more people would come to take the picture purely because they'd yeah, be like, oh, exactly. they're taking photos, they must be famous, I don't know why, I'll look up later. So I was, like, trying to take very, like, subtle pictures myself of, like, yeah. these guys.
3: I think that's funny. I've heard celebrities talk about those kind of stories, too, where it's just, like, you know, they're well-known, but they're not, like, again, like, a Tom Cruise or anything crazy. And they'll be like, yeah, i people, like, someone will recognize me, then a bunch of people start taking photos. Then I have people come and be like, oh, can I do a photo? And it's like, so, what are you in? It's yeah. like, people are just, like bizarrely, like, that person's famous, I should get a photo, Like you don't even know who they are, like, yeah. why are you so excited? Well, and that's been
0: one that's been really interesting, like, a lesson I learned from, from my old company with kind of working with these, like, celebrities, is you actually get a lot more out of them, like, personally, if you just treat them like a person. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very weird that, again, my brain, I had to, like, you know, you have to kind of, like, take them down a couple notches, of like, <laughs> they have people problems, like, they're normal, and, like, yeah. they have their own, their own interests and things like that, they're not just that persona you yeah. see, and that, like, You'll get to actually... You'll get more out of them than mm-hmm. either... And for me, as, like, a social media person, it was great to get them, because I want them to be comfortable, and yeah. if I'm fangirling and taking pictures with them and trying to do stuff, then, you know, they're going to treat me like a fan, yeah. not just a friend. Um, so that was, like, very cool. I got to have, like, nice, casual talks with, like, mm-hmm. Troy Pollam, which, like, <laughs> my friend from Pittsburgh freaked out and was like, how do you not have a photo with him? And I was like, I have zero pictures together with them, but yeah. I have... Mental images yeah. <laughs> of like again, it's like always. I'm always like mental pictures. I just have mental I have memories and stories that I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get some of their gear because when you're famous, you like get gear wherever you go, and then you yeah. don't take it with you. Yeah, Sean's yeah. brother's now also my got bro- to- Now my brother has <laughs> some yes. of their gear because
3: you- <laughs> nobody I know is a triple XL polo. <laughs> well, like,
0: Logan, you play football, so I guess you would know some people uh, who are yeah. our size. And <laughs> like, so I was do like, "Do you
3: want this? Like, yeah. I'll try it on." It's like, no, that yeah. is big. That's I a good boy. It.
0: To many people, also on my team, on uh, my football team, yeah. a couple of them were like, "Thank God I haven't been able to find shorts yeah, in China." Yeah. And I was like, "I know these are imports from America." Yeah. Um, so I think that's always interesting, and you'll, you won't always see that with other companies. That even if they're social media people or agencies, like they definitely fan girl or fanboy a little bit yeah. harder. Which again, it's it's okay, but just like my personal branding and the way I yeah. like to do it, I think it's you actually learn a lot more about someone when you're mm. not in their face, freaking out. Or as in my, my mom pointed out, and I didn't do it when Peyton was here, but he spoke at my graduation from college. Didn't feel like I needed to do that to tell him that to yeah. date myself. Cause that was literally like three years ago. And his wife went to university you know, of Virginia. So it's just funny. Other people are like, you didn't, you didn't drop that in. I was like, there's no casual yeah. way to like drop in. I know where you went to school. I also went there, but
1: I was like, cool. Yeah, right. then, yeah, right. then you're like, yeah, what, like what's that the means reaction nothing I to want? Him. I think yeah. like it's like the Chris Farley interview where it's like, yeah. remember that? Remember that?
3: <laughs> yeah, like,
1: that was cool. Your <laughs>
3: wife went to my college, like yeah, tens of thousands. of I people went to like, your college like? I, also, I didn't go there. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if anything, I was like, the only way I could have finagled in was like if I was just like, oh, I miss Charlottesville so much. I'm like, what do <laughs> you mean? Like, oh, you went? there? And like you'd yeah. like feign like, oh, I had no idea. But yeah, it
3: must be interesting because like you just.
0: Three minutes, 58, you and I locked up <laughs> Yeah, i am like, like, you don't remember that? Yeah. You passed the ball to a guy two rows next to me. And he didn't pass it to me.
3: That's <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah. um, Have there been any events, maybe like the Tom Brady one, that like you were just like never expected like on that scale? Because you've like gotten to work for some big clients or even like smaller events that are like just fan events because you do a lot of those. like Yeah. Any events that were, like, stand out as, like, crazy? Like, they might have been a lot of work, but you really love, like, it was awesome that you got to work them.
0: Yeah. Um, From the football perspective, I think I really liked, we did a, a cool um, fan forum with Peyton in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a little, like, auditorium area under the bird's nest in the okay. Olympic Park. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of cool, because I think we were a little... I was a little nervous leading up to it about the promotion and just, like, the location of it because the Olympic Park is not in the center of the city. Yeah. And so if you want good turnout for an event, usually, I don't, and it was a weeknight, yeah. you want it to be convenient for people to stop by for work, um, and we ended up actually pretty much packing the place out, which was cool, and it was, like, um, kind of a, like, a atrium style where the stage was lower and the seats the seats went up yeah. kind of like a stadium, and it was full, and people were wearing, like like all cult stuff some people had all Bronco stuff people oh had like signs and, yeah. um, I mean but that's yeah, always just like Yeah I forgot there like, used to
3: be a big cult that was like yeah. the start yeah Yeah
0: so it was always cool kind of like Hearing the fan story, and again, I'm definitely like always on brand with that idea for NFL. Yeah. Just like, what, what, where was your point of entry into the market? What that, got you into I, like that, American football? Just that because
3: these be is probably like Chinese guys. Like, I studied in America in 2001, yeah. like just for a year or something, and that was like the big person that year was like yeah. Dave Manning. It's like I've been a fan for 20 years now, just because of this one year. Like. Yeah,
0: or some people think he's really cute, or like some people like yeah. the colors. Like, it's very interesting. Tom, Tom Brady, when he was here with Under Armour, um, he met this nine-year-old girl. Um, Her name's Lisa. She's Mm. famous in, like, the American football community because she's nine years old and plays tackle football. And she's really fast. She's a running back. And she's been playing since she was seven. And so there were videos (laughs) kind of going out of her... She's got
1: experience.
0: Yeah, she's got two whole years (laughs) of experience. But she's super fast and she plays with guys, too. So she's just, like, running all over these guys. And she met Tom, and that was, like, the the photo your dad had for it. It was from that press event. And when she met him, they're like, well, do you have anything to say? He's, like, her idol, um, so she stood next to him and like started sobbing, oh. um, but like clearly like not like sad, but just being like so nervous and yeah. so happy to see him. And the then Clara was, like,
3: move, yeah, and she was like kind of
0: crying and then just being like I, like she's like when you guys were losing in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, I oh, got so sad and like it starts crying where it's like stop and I'm getting choked Sh- up, but like having to video this on my phone and I was just like <laughs> get together, get together and like then but then she's hand she's, hand, she's like and then you. you won. <laughs> I was so happy. And, like, cried a little bit more, yeah. but it was just, like, and you could see, like, he didn't know exactly what to do, but, Like, but, like, she was adorable. It and, okay? Like, yeah. Don't be crying. Yeah, it was just, like, oh, no. I was, like, there, there. And then she made him this, like, adorable scrapbook of, like, pictures of both of them playing football next to each other and being, like, look, it's both <laughs> of us running and both yeah. of us, and then they were both celebrating because he won the Super Bowl this year and she won her like, Youth League God. Championship. We're the same person. Uh, the same person. Yeah, it's, like, essentially, same, same. And then he made a joke about how the Patriots should start start recruiting her, and um, they, like, hugged, and then he gave her his, this is my favorite, he gave her a children's book that's called, like, um, I think it's, like, Goodnight Moon and Tom Brady. <laughs> and it's <laughs> oh my a, like, God. promotional children's book that <laughs> oh Under made because of his sleepwear. Because oh I was like, I didn't know he wrote a children's book, and I, like, vigorously, like, Googled it, just, it later. And it literally
3: was, like, his word for word goodbye moon, but yeah. just, photoshopped him in the background it's, yeah like, well it's
0: like him yeah. Like it's like a cartoon him
1: or yeah. something
3: Like or I didn't even read it's that it's like well Duh. Good Night
1: Moon is like the shout, bunny family yeah it's like, like the bunny like in yeah. bed in Tom Brady <laughs> I don't
0: know I don't know I didn't get to read it but it was just so funny because he signed it and gave it to her shout like, Tom for her yeah like, there actually is but we didn't bring it on the tour I was only on one day so I didn't go tour crazy you, you didn't
3: start that just like secretly the shout Instagrams of just like all these I loved it. Like, I loved
0: it. I think Shao Payton is going to. He still lives on at my old company's office. They like to send <laughs> photos of him. They're like, he's just hanging out, eating Aww. all the snacks in the office. <laughs> it's like,
3: but so yeah. stupid. That's why what you said about like picking these teams, how people get into it. I remember one time watching. It must have been like a, maybe just like a playoff game. I don't think it was the Super Bowl, but since I used to stream them online, it would usually be like, uh, There was different ones since this site used a lot of Sky Sports, which is the British, like, ESPN. It was a Sky Sports. So all the commentators, like, uh, between periods, it was Sky Sports commentators. Um, And since they're trying to, like, push football in England, which they have been doing, obviously they have, like, starting to build this following. So the announcers were, or the commentators were, like, two clearly, like, ex-football players who were, like, not big names, but it's like, hey, you want to be a commentator in England? It's like, Yeah. yeah, sure. And then the third guy was, like, the British like uh, statistics nerd like like they the two football players would just talk general and then like he would have all the like real information yeah but they did like fan Q&A and one was literally just like now that like I'm a like you know local like British person but I like really love football but I don't know who to root for because we don't have a team like how do I pick a team and the guy's just like uh (laughs) I mean because again like you don't realize like it literally is just like geographical. Like I'm from this state. This is my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why. And yeah. it's just like this. is like, uh, and it's just like I don't know. Find colors you like, or just, yeah, it's like that kind of stuff. It's like just pick one. Yeah. Like just find one that you like, and then yeah. It's just yeah,
0: like, America. That's what you'll find. It's either geographical or it's family. Right. So yeah. Some people, if your dad was an avid fan of something, you know, that's like what's going to make you a fan.
3: Like for me, I've always been a Penguins fan. Pittsburgh Penguins. People are like, "Oh, you're from Pittsburgh." I'm like, "No, nope, New Jersey." been to Pittsburgh once in my entire life and was like, what? And it was like, but they just were like, big
1: fan of Penguins. Well, they were like, they were <laughs> hot in the
3: 90s. They're like the Bulls. There's yeah. a, a huge generation of Bulls fans who just yeah. grew up in the 90s. It's like, of course, or like Cowboys fans. Like, yeah. I know so many Cowboys fans in New Jersey. Uh, it's like, what the fuck is Cowboys. wrong with you? And it's like, Troy Aikman was like the fucking quarterback of the 90s. So it's like, yeah, it's just this weird.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think that is a barrier. I'm more of a Dolphins fan from Ace Ventura,
1: uh, but-
3: Dan Marino. (laughs) That's the only reason I know Dan Marino.
0: (laughs) Well, so one thing that's cool, though, I went to that NFL um, international game last October, so I got to go to London um, for that. We did, like, a promotion with Gatorade, so four Chinese guys got to go, but then I got to go as well just to see it, and it was very weird as a Philadelphia Eagles fan where I guess usually our games, like, were very mean to you if you're not an Eagles fan. So it's just, like, it's really fun, but it's it's polarizing. It's It's like You're either Philadelphia or we hate you. And this one, there were jerseys from all 32 teams. You had yeah. Cowboys guys hanging yeah. out with Redskins guys. And then people would just be like, I like the colors. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. what they're doing. And it was like a beautiful celebration of the game. Mm-hmm. And it was like very, again, inspiring of like maybe what could happen in China yeah. one day. Or just even just to be like, wow, like there is a way that you can celebrate football. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't realize how polarizing Eagles games were until going to this. Yeah. So like no one was like, well, you stick, In, in like, they just like, hey guys.
3: In general, it is just like. <laughs> maybe there's a handful if that many cities in the U.S. Will that where that will happen. Like, I could picture, like, L.A. or something where yeah. there's a lot of transplants. But for the most part, it is, like, you either from this city, so you love this team, or you're, like, rooted. You wouldn't be going to the game unless you, like, one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, that is just such a special event. It's like, hell yeah. I mean, like, later this year, there's going to be the first NHL, uh, like, exhibition match in Shanghai. And it's like, yeah, I'm definitely going, and I'm definitely wearing a Penguins jersey, even though they're not playing at all. And it's yeah. like, why not? Like... Yeah. You're just trying to, like, support that team, and it's like, you know, rarely you'll see, like, somebody go to a game, and their team's not playing, but they're like, I only root for this team, so I'm going to wear that jersey anyway. It's yeah. like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it'd be
1: very rare yeah. to try, yeah. but. Well, when, when I was working with our previous uh, sports social media agency, I accompanied a couple of, uh, like, prize winner fans to uh, a Knicks game. Like we got to know go to the boss, which is like the only reason I would end up at the boss at the next game. But anyway, ate all the lobster. The box. Ate all the lobster. lobster. Oh my gosh. Um so uh one of the girls that had won uh posted a video of her doing like a cheerleader dance, like in uh NBA jersey. Um and uh she was kind of like a like a web K O L uh influencer, um, for basketball, had done like several events with the NBA in China yeah. previously. And, like, uh, sh- she regularly, like, posts, like, her, you know, like, her sneakers or, like, her new, like, jersey purchases um, for her online fans, right? Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. I mean, like, gorgeous girl. Um, but I was just, like, you have a lot of different jerseys. I mean, like, how do you distinguish? I mean, like, did you study in the States, blah, blah, blah. And she was, like, well, my favorite is the Nets, but I pick whatever looks good on my skin tone. Yeah. And I was, like, wow. I mean, like, I was, like, kind of taken aback by her like, outright honesty about it, just, like, being completely superficial about it, but I was like, I don't know, own it, Get Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. obviously I mean, it's been very profitable yeah. for her. <laughs> I mean, it's,
3: I mean, that's, like, the Yankees, you, we have traveled the world and you will see Yankee shit everywhere, nobody's a Yankees fan, but it's, like, an icon, it's, yeah. like, here with, like, there's so many quote-unquote Lakers fans, it's, like, no, no, Kobe is just so big that it's, just like, you have to buy it. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, th- when the Nets went to Brooklyn, they became black and white. And if your sports team is black and white, you're going to sell so much shit Yeah. solely based on, like, the colors. colors. Like, yep. everyone wants that shit. Yep, yep. But, um, so you stepped away from the companies you were working for to start your own venture. Uh, what was, what, what drove you to that? And what are, uh, you know, some of the challenges you faced?
0: Yeah, um, I think what originally led me to start thinking about it was I was taking, I was doing, kind of dabbling in a bunch of different projects and doing a lot of different work and I wasn't really sure exactly Mm
4: -hmm. what I
0: wanted to do moving forward. I kind of just knew that five years from now I did not want to be still doing what I was doing. Like lots of tweeting and social media is a very hands-on industry. There are, you know, when you're on holiday, we're still posting because you have to post about the holiday because people are home and looking on social media. Um, And I just... Figured I kind of needed to like step out, remove myself from kind of my full-time gig I was doing and start to have a little bit more control what projects I got put mm-hmm. on, um, by being able to say yes and no to things and start to sus- like figure out what I liked more because mm-hmm. I really liked writing and I, but I also really enjoy being on site and not being at my desk and just kind of like having to problem solve like in yeah. events. Um, and so that was one, like the first step was just to kind of like take myself out of it and cut everything out and then add back parts I like to kind of figure it out. Um, and then also just, there were some projects that were coming along, like from friends or things that I just didn't have time for. And I kind of mm-hmm. felt like my whole world was turning into work and that's not the kind of person I wanted to be.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, and so that by controlling my own schedule, I could kind of find that work life balance, which again, I think is very, everyone does it differently because yeah. I definitely, by running your own company, you do work a lot. Yeah. You also work more because I can't call in sick ever if, or if I do, I but just want make money. But it's your work. Yeah, but it's my work and I can like, do projects I'm passionate about. It's really been a like a kind of roller coaster of like days where I've been like this was the best decision of my life to being like this is the worst decision <laughs> of my life and like have been leaning heavily on friends and family and people I can kind of call because when you don't have coworkers to like decompress with. I don't have coworkers to distract me, but I also yeah. don't have coworkers workers to, d- to decompress with when I'm thinking about decisions or just having a bad day. Um, so I've definitely like leaned on those people over free cups of coffee or ice cream or a beer or just <laughs> yeah. a Skype call. <laughs> I mean... Just-
1: Uh, uh, occasionally I get a phone call while I'm at the office from Logan, and it's usually like, what happened? Are you in the hospital? What happened? Are you okay? And it's like, no, I'm just kind of frustrated with this project. It's like, oh, okay, okay, nobody's dying. Okay, cool. Because, like, it's definitely been like, I got hit by a car before, and it's like, oh, my God, is it that? Like...
0: (laughs) Do I, I need still, to come get you? Yeah, I've spilled tea on my computer. Oh, oh god. god! Yeah, it's been, oh, my gosh. It's been a lot. So, yeah, I've definitely relied on kind of those people to to help. Yeah. Um, and then it's, yeah, it's just been a learning curve. My background's in marketing. So the marketing side has not been, and, like, writing has not been yeah. hard, but the financial side of running yeah. a company and figuring out what to charge people mm. um, while also battling of, like, I'm to some people I'm I'm a known name in certain like very specific industries. People know what I do or who Uh I work with, and then other people they've never heard of me before, and I'm cold calling people. Yeah, you know I'm not a salesperson, and yet I have to be my sales, my finance, my HR. Yeah, you kind of you start to learn um, what to do, and you do. It's great to lean on people, but I've also gotten a lot of advice from people that I have not followed. Uh I followed some of it, but some of it I don't because everyone's company is very different. I don't have like a tangible. I'm not doing an app or a product Mm. that. I'm trying to mass market. I'm very, like, niche. Um, So it was very interesting. When I first started, I was very much trying to put up this front that I was bigger than just one person. Uh And, like, I was a group, and there's a team of us. And if you hire Logan Strategy Group, you have access to this team. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really feel like that was... um, embodying who I was or when mm-hmm. I was getting feedback from people, a lot of people were like, Oh, I like working with you, like you mm-hmm. as Logan, not, yeah. not because of the ex- exact work you do or whatever, but, but it's just, that's why ready. we want to yeah. work with you. And I did some cold emails to some universities about working with their teams and I got an overwhelming response back from them. Yeah. And a lot of it was just me saying, I'm Logan. I was an athlete. I live in China. Yeah. Like give, let's talk versus no, being like, me. hi, Logan, Stra- a representative from Logan strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like to reach out to you. Da, 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 da. So yeah. I like refocused my whole website I credit my mom with telling me I need to put my picture on my website, so I have my photo on it now. And like, so Mr.
3: Logan doesn't show up.
0: Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Logan. I'm very much like branding that I'm a one woman concierge agency. Woman. Yeah, woman, <laughs> folded, underlined yeah. three times, um, and like that. I can scale up for projects if mm-hmm. needed, but that it's not necessarily like I don't need to turn into an yeah. agency. I don't want. Yeah, to that, that, can
3: that also. I mean, I was surprised I learned this when working in startups. That a lot of startups have actually the problem of like not they don't get any clients or can't like close shit is they scale so quickly that they can't keep up and just like fail cuz they're too busy and it's like it's an actual like major problem a lot of companies have.
0: Yeah, like, so scaling up too quickly or not scaling up early yeah. enough and I mean it's been very interesting also owning my own company. I've been mansplained a lot of things <laughs> that I I just maybe I hadn't picked up on before, but um both by people here in China as well as in the US, I took some meetings and um people were a little condescending at times, which it's Very interesting, because I was like, everyone's process is different, yeah, Yeah. and, um, you know, no one one person, I I wish some days there's, like, a magical being could come down and just tell Mm -hmm. me how to run my company, Mm -hmm. and, like, help me figure out some stuff, but at the same time, I've been very thankful that I don't have one answer and one solution, um, and so it's, yeah, you definitely, like, have learned to be, to kind of figure out what's an actual crisis and what's Mm -hmm. not, but, so, for trying to keep it really lean, be one person for now, until I either am so busy that I clearly need another person, um, or decide to, you know, partner up with somebody else. I just yeah. don't, I don't feel like I need to scale up to be better right now. I just need clones. I just yeah. want to
3: clone myself. What, what so. would you say is the biggest surprise that you didn't see about, you know, difficulty or advantage of starting your own company that's like been... Yeah. You had to unfortunately learn trial by fire or style. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, I kind of already knew it and I'm still learning now, but like I come off a lot better in person, I think. And via like email or uh-huh. online, like I've never gotten a leave from someone who's like found my website and emailed me out of the blue. It's very much like a personal connection yeah. or just like when I sit down and can tell someone what I do, um, I'm, I'm a lot more engaging than sending on an email, especially yeah. like what I'm doing right now. It's a concierge agency. So essentially I can do everything from get you coffee on your trip to organize an a formal alumni yeah. event to do some like basic translation needs. If you're like on the go, like I can kind of do all, wear so many hats that, Listing all of that out in an email is kind of yeah. hard, um, and also telling companies that like I'm a problem solver, and then they'd say like, "Oh, okay, what what problems will I have?" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I don't know. I'll know when you get here." Yeah. But it's good to know you have someone who can do all of these kind of like breadth of of needs. So that's definitely been been really interesting, and also that I was pleasantly surprised that I'm actually just like happier as a person <laughs> <laughs> um, working for myself. And mm-hmm. I guess I didn't realize that like, I was kind of unhappy until I got to be know kind of be in this position like it's definitely more stressful because I determine how much money I make a month but it's also nice because I can do that and I can plan and you know work my like it's very rewarding when I work hard I see a return if I don't work hard and I went on vacation a bunch this month I don't get that return Mm -hmm. um but just like finding that for me I don't want to work I don't just work nine to five I might have days where I I get up early and I work really early in the morning and get to start leave you know stop work earlier in the afternoon or I stay up late because some of my clients are in the U.S. and I can just like I'm getting better at judging my own personal energy levels and, like, giving myself breaks when I need it. Versus before, I think I was just in this vacuum of, like, too much, too many things being expected of me, too many people relying on stuff, and I was just like, I could never take a break. I have to be at the office from 9 to 7 or 8 (laughs) p.m. Or maybe I'll go home, but I would text people and be like, don't worry, I'm going to be be online in 20 minutes when I'm home again. And it's like, that's not, it's not sustainable. Versus Mm -hmm. I feel like what I've built now... Um, I can definitely, like, if I'm bored, I can scale up. If I feel like I'm doing really cool personal projects that don't have anything to do with my company, I can scale down. Um, and then now at the point of being able to say no to stuff, if I, you know, if it's not worth the amount of money that they're giving me yeah. because the time's too much or uh, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so in addition to these uh, sports
1: and social media, you're also working in events management. And uh, we've worked together on a couple of events before. Both professionally and now personally.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So the one that's coming up this month is Top Five Series Two. Yes. Yes. Second one. uh, First one was December of last year. Set the city on fire. Now we're (laughs) back. The people wanted more.
3: Slash we wanted to we do We want more. <laughs> people, we
1: don't care about your opinion. Yeah. Top five wasn't enough. We needed
0: ten. <laughs> it does. It is. You know, that is a question that comes up. How can you have multiple top but That's fives. what
3: people have been like, didn't you do the top five first? I don't think, well, you try to make a top five list of anything. We'll yeah. see We'll see you have an exact five. I, mean, <laughs> I couldn't even do top five movies. So I be like, oh, like I had so a, many yeah, top fives. Like,
1: yeah. It's tough. I mean, especially because top five focuses on your pop culture influences Of all time, from any genre, so you can pick movies, music, TV. uh, What's the other one? Books. I had had
3: video games. Like that's another thing. Like this time, I was like, I'm gonna do all movies. I was like, oh no, but I want to do this video game. It's like, nope, nope, really didn't, really didn't. To me, it's
0: like the fabric market in Shanghai. It's like too many options. Like I love that you can customize, but it's a little overwhelming. And for top five, I think it was really interesting as a non artist to get to see you know, what each of you guys thought of were your top five influences. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so
1: top five concept, it's a group of artists doing five posters uh, for each of their top five pop culture favorites Mm -hmm. uh, using only five colors. And so for this time, we've assigned the five colors, so Mm -hmm. every single artist will use the same ones. And uh, the idea is that, because even though these are recognizable um, icons you're reimagining it in the artist's personal style and so yeah. uh, so each series will be very unique to each artist so it becomes a reflection of them as well as like a self-portrait yeah.
3: so because of that and we're promoting for the end of the month july 27th uh we thought it'd be a fun idea instead of doing all stories is ask logan if she was doing an artist project what would her top five be Yes. What are your top five biggest influences? Which, thank life? God,
0: I get to talk about them and I don't actually have to draw them <laughs> yeah. or de- design them because yeah. you guys or, would probably look at it and be like, uh, what's it supposed to be? Come up with a night. Well,
3: that's, before we get into that, just like, one of the biggest difficulties is like, I know what they are and now to make a piece about them is like a whole second it's a whole, step. It's
0: one know? where I'm very thankful that I'm the event logistics <laughs> person that just has to make your art look good and it's not... The role is not reversed that you guys no. have to try and make my art look good because none of my art from my childhood is hanging up in my parents' house. Ugh. All of my siblings, because they were they were way better. Yeah. But I, I have my own creative really voice. quick. Yeah. Like as an illustrator, something that people always
1: say is like, "Oh my god, like I can't even draw a stick figure," and it's like, "Yeah, but you don't have to because." You didn't go to school for it, yeah. and it's not your job. Like, that's why I studied it, so that I can do it for you, and then you don't have to. Yeah.
0: That's the point. Similar yes. for sports. It's like, but this isn't your thing. And yeah. if it was your thing, like, and you were still <laughs> bad at it, then there you have a problem. Right. Like, for random, like... I'm
1: sure people are like, oh, my God, you play American football, you do football stuff. Like, I can't even I throw can't a I can't even throw ball. a football, Yeah, thing. And <laughs> like, yeah.
3: Yeah, when was the last time someone was like, throw this football, or you're fired? Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like,
0: like, it's not
1: that big
3: of a deal. Don't worry about
0: it's fine.
3: And so. if someone gives you that much shit, like, probably stop talking to that person. Yeah. It's like, what, that bar's... You can't even throw a football? Yeah. Like, oh. at a job interview? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like,
0: yeah. You don't have but that... But can you throw this football? a football Sean yeah. didn't make you draw a self-portrait before he could be
1: your oh, friend? She knows yeah. I
3: can't draw. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean,
1: Every so. day
3: she lets that's me know. That's why she makes me
1: feel really good about myself. Excuse <laughs> me, that's, that's why she's well, friends with us. I say, worse than that
3: is, my parents do put my artwork up because I was the only one in the family as an artist, but again, my paintings and anything like that, horrible. Yeah. I was never good at that. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And So my mom would put these like paintings up and it's like, please take that down. <laughs> like, It's embarrassing. It's like, what did he make that when he was 12? It's like, no, 19. <laughs> take that shit down. Yeah, it's yeah, horrible. Like, just
0: hide it. Hide it. Find something when you were a kid yeah. and you had zero expectations. The so worst
3: by total. far was, besides just bad ones, again, looking back, horrible, but My senior for, like, AP art, I pretty much fucked around and then just had to, like, put a portfolio together, like, last minute. And at the time, again, I hated painting. It just, like, wasn't, like, still like painting. I hated it. And I was really bad at color. So whenever I'd mix, it would always go brown. Like, immediately turn into brown. I couldn't save it. It's, like, it went muddy so fast. So I hated the color brown because everything, blah, blah, So I did this, like, series of, like, ode to my hatred towards the color brown Okay. So it was like these, and it was like, again, it's like, I don't know, I was 17, like, looking back, uh, it's horrible. The fact but it's, it's
0: like, called Ode yeah. to the... It wasn't
3: picture. called that, but it was basically that, so it was like, oh, this will be funny, it's like me c- killing the color brown a bunch of different ways. Oh my god, it sounds again, like a scat
1: play or something. It, no,
3: again, it was like, symbolically not amazing, because I wasn't, th- like, nowadays with social okay. media, everyone's like, oh, you gotta think big picture, like, perceive how people perceive yeah. it. So like... A hundred percent there was no malice in it, but the illustration of a brown crayon literally being hung from oh a tree. Like God. like looking back, just like, what were you thinking? <sighs> Not only that my mom has it like framed in our, my bedroom, like hanging on the wall. It's like, please take that down. Like, what are you doing? She's
1: like, I like it. It's oh a good gosh. illustration. I'm like, oh my gosh. No. Like, so get hyped for Top Five Series Three Shades I mean. of Brown. <laughs> it's it like we have five shades of brown. that You are allowed. No joke. My like one of my I'm early. I'm killing the crayon. It's the like, crayon.
3: It's, like, it's not. It doesn't mean anything.
1: All like shades of beige, and then like one pop red. But I guess now we can't do that because. uh... Sean is a white power
3: enthusiast. Yeah. It's like, trust me, none of my art has sim- hidden symbolism. It's very one-liner. Or, like, or does it. That's what it racist yeah, would That's what it's like, just give me five minutes to explain it. Oh trust me. Oh, my
0: God. It's like, I more want to be, like, your mom's friend that, like, uh, comes out and so she's like, look at this awesome painting. Well, that's
3: like, what this is like. This is like, after, well, no after. A racist our, family. Yeah, like, I didn't oh live there God. anymore, so my room would just be, like, unused, but it'd be, like, <laughs> hang there above the bed, and it's just, like, people come over Yeah. And they're just like, stay over in that room. It's just like, yeah. what
0: is this?
3: Like, yeah. please, they please put us in the,
1: the racist room. It's like yeah. one of those, like, Sean, he thinks you doth protest too much. Like, like, uh, I'll be like, Sean, like, are you cheating on me? And he'll be like, babe, I would never do that. Like, I love you
0: so much. And it's like, yeah, that's what a cheater yeah. would say. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's no right answer in any of that. <laughs> so like,
3: it's more of a historical <laughs> rendering. <Yeah. laughs> uh... But yeah, so, Okay,
0: easy. Logan's
1: top five. Yes, yeah, so let's cool. get into what you
3: thought was some of your top five. Okay,
0: I, I don't have them in any particular order. That's okay. Because that was adding another level of stress to this. Oh, <laughs> I don't to like to what, you know again, them. them. Whenever
3: I've been like, what are my top movies? I was like, I have five, but I cannot put them in an order for you. Yeah, right? I,
0: yeah. so this was me, again, trying to think of like things that have kind of shaped
3: who you are who I
0: am my life and or even like in big ways or small so the first one is pretty big Disney just like any just all, no. all of Disney <laughs> <laughs> um, I was <well>, ah. <laughs> laughing and because I, she knows how much I love Frozen and Moana I don't think and, that's so I, I just picture you at home being like Ariel no no no, no Elsa no Moana no. <laughs> yeah I okay,
3: can't pick choose. one Disney I can't
1: I can I
0: choose think, no is gonna be sad <laughs> if I know right here <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't do any of the characters because I what also love Disney World. <laughs> yeah. which like, little Stitch! <laughs> I was like, there's too many. There's too many. And, uh, like, just the fact that... So, I went to Disney World, like, five or six times under the age of <laughs> ten. Yeah. So, like, my parents just, like, teed so many me up siblings. to, like, love... Yeah, yeah, they didn't get to go as much. Or at least they don't... Because <laughs> I don't remember them, but I know I went. But I guess there was one night, my parents loved the anecdote, that I, like, would... I dressed up as Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And... Went to meet Chippendale and, and then they thought It was like the funniest I thing ever To Chip pretend That I was the real Alice And I was supposed to be Meeting kids And what was I doing Talking to them <laughs> But they were like Weren't talking They were like drawing And hand motioning so They made me a map and then went with me so and like Chippendale. Chip I thought you said
3: your mom thought it would be. Funny.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, not my mom. This is Chippendale are doing this. That's and then they Chip decided to leave me to where I'm supposed to be, which was where the real Alice was. My, my. And then I met the real Alice. So there's an adorable picture of small me like curtsying with real Alice, uh, also curtsying. Now you'll get oh, kicked out of
3: Disney World for that. Yeah, I'm sure. Now if they you're won. an adult, there was like a story. Is like, what? I guess I'm sure they don't care about kids, but if yeah. you're like 18 or older. You're not allowed to dress up as Disney characters because they don't want kids to get confused. And there was, like, a story, like, a couple months ago. It was, like, this girl, like, she's, like, probably 20, but, like, super obsessed with Disney. But, like, showed up as, I think it was Tinkerbell. Yeah. And they, like, told her, you need to change or, like, you're out. Because, like, they will not tolerate it. Where else
0: can I wear my full-length Frozen gown? I also had an adult Cinderella costume (laughs) in college or in, in high school. Yeah. Um, I guess I yeah, can't wear like those. Liz Lemon and get married in the princess Leia costume. um hey, wouldn't be surprised? It's one well, that I thought you
1: should ask because I
0: have this white dress at home from, this happens does? to be an exact replication from the, from the Disney movie. Princess collection uh there was actually a disney princess uh bridal- a designer oh, who made I'm wow uh, bride eyes. like bride It's good money gowns, yeah, that were inspired. So there's a mm-hmm. collection for each princess. That's so genius. This very interesting. Yeah, it was so smart to market it that way. But yeah, so Disney, I love it. I've gone a lot. I think I love also because I was the oldest mm-hmm. that I ended up being in the Disney years a lot longer than well, other we, people because yeah. they're appropriate. For We've
3: talked about that a lot. People of all
0: ages. It's
3: like you're the oldest of siblings and I was the youngest, so like I know some Disney, but I don't know a lot of like the deep cuts. Like one of my best friends in high school, like you know, he always used to talk about like Disney stuff, like Lady and the Tramp and uh, the Aristocats, and like all these like kind of not. The major oh, ones the like Aladdin ones. and <laughs> it's like yeah it's like I've never seen any of those movies. <laughs> you didn't even mention
0: them? <laughs> no, I,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. didn't even, I
0: didn't even. Anything but like the Great Mouse Detective? Oh my yeah. god! The Brave <laughs> Little Toaster? Oh, I love Brave <laughs> Oh my god! That was like the most horrifying and like heart wrenching movie to watch as a small child. And even <laughs> to this day, like I've, it's on my list of movies I want to rewatch, and I'm like I can't bring it myself to. Yes, it. oh my god, it's
1: too yeah. terrifying. So like
3: I know some of them, but like missed a ton of them because like by the time I was like still in that age, like yeah. I was watching like adult movies like with my older brothers or just like you know yeah. 90s action. you stuff, haven't like, seen
0: aladdin 3 prince of thieves where aladdin I finds think his I father i saw aladdin 2 <laughs> aladdin 2 return of jafar what oh yeah I've heard of i have it. confidence about that I used oh to my see. gosh yeah i listened i watched the movies i had them um ever since i was a kid when i was little my parents they played music to get me to go to sleep and yeah. then as you got older it turned into like books or like a book on tape mm. and i had like all the aladdin the Disney, like, books that are, yeah. probably took, like, 15 minutes. But, what like, had that? those as cassette tapes, and we would just, like, listen to those to yeah. fall asleep, and it was amazing. And had all the dress-up outfits. I had, like, uh-huh. a wig. I got the wig set for uh, Christmas once. Like, that's Ooh. all the princess wigs. So it was, like, <laughs> Belle, Ar- Ariel, Cinderella. Might have just been those three. Yeah. And then I had a Rapunzel, like, braid I could put <laughs> on to make myself look like Rapunzel. But I made my brothers uh, dress up, And so I had Luke, my middle brother, uh, he became Luke and I have so many polar like photos back when I thought it was really cool of dressing him up in the bell wig and like (laughs) just be like putting him in like a tutu and all these like random clothing that we had left over from my mom's like outfits in the eighties. And just being like, they were they were good sports. I think, again, I think they were drawn because they thought I was cool because I was older. And I was like, haha, live Barbie dolls to be my princesses. And now he's
1: in musical theater?
0: Yep, he loves musical theater and is in comedy. And I was the first person to put him in a wig. It was awesome. <laughs> I love it. We still have it. He's proud of it. Logan's Drag Race, we're the best best princess win. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Why am I surprised that I am obsessed with drag queens now
3: either? No idea. Uh, I remember (laughs) one one summer having a bit of trauma being at summer camp, being the only kid who never saw The Lion King in theaters. Like that year, like everyone saw I never saw it. Oh no.
0: Yeah, so you're so you're like my like youngest brother Hunter is the same. He watched Die Hard when he was like ten and I went to college. When he was ten, so mm. all of my references like yeah. got there, be like, "You haven't seen Super Bad," and I was like, "No, I live in a no. house over." We all wanted to make sure it was family, like family time, yeah. movie time.
3: I think it's funny because, like, also just thinking back, like, I don't know, with your siblings, did like they have their specific? I feel like when people have kids, their kid like likes one character, so they'll like push all that character on them, and then like if you have siblings, like one person likes one character, and the other one likes the other character.
4: Yeah,
3: when I think back to my brothers, like me and my middle brother Kelsey, like for some reason we were King Kong and Godzilla were our, like, two favorite characters. Nice. So everything for me was King Kong and everything for him was Godzilla. It's like, yeah. how do we even get into that? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Well, we had, when we were little, I was Cinderella, and then my my mom had the matching outfit for my sister, which she was the fairy godmother, which she oh. was, like, a baby and I was a toddler. <laughs> and then as we got older, Hart, for whatever reason, got stuck on Tinkerbell. Like, that was her person. And I guess I did Cinderella, or maybe I just, again, had just an affinity for all of... Disney so I just dabbled a bunch but yeah I definitely was like a long time Disney fan and then my marching band went to Disney World my senior year of high school and we played in the parade and then got to spend four days in Disney World,
4: yeah.
0: and I did what the normal person would do, which is you buy the guidebook ahead of time that gives you the fast pass times, oh. so I could strategically plan <laughs> out my days minute by minute <laughs> to maximize fun and minimize waiting in line. Now
1: she works in events, <laughs> and I yeah,
0: I was like thinking about this earlier. Day. I was like, oh, I, there's no things. It does not make sense why I like events. So I was like, oh no, the flags, there's little we're things. All there. So yeah, I made I had my like two of my closest friends. We stayed up until like 4 a.m. and our bus left at 6 a.m. to go to the airport like, planning out each of our five days from, like, Epcot and the Magic Kingdom, and day one, everyone was, like, making fun of me, because, like, in there, we'd written, no time for lunch, because that's when (laughs) everyone else takes at lunch, is when the lines are short, so it was, like, and I'd written on there, also, wear comfortable shoes, because we're not stopping for people who get blisters, and so it was just being, like, big breakfast, big dinner, and it was, like, lunch as... All like on the go, yeah. Um, and we did it all. And, like just one day, somewhere. it was just like the two of us, like the three of us, running around, and we didn't wait longer than thirty minutes. Like again, because we were like sprinting, we'd like mapped it out and been like, "You run fast, pass over there. Okay, you go over there. Like I'll get in line. We grabbed like a turkey leg, like while we were running to like eat in line before we jumped in <laughs>
3: ride. Did you ever watch the show Step by Step? No. Did you watch know it? Do you remember that show? It's like a '90s sitcom, but yeah. there's an episode where they go to Disney World. It's like any other family sitcom where it's like. They basically split the episode into, like, multiple storylines. Yeah. And one of them was like... Two of the kids like discovered there's like somebody has the record for riding everything except for one ride. They're like, we need to beat this record, so and they basically I did exactly I'm that. Glad like, that I know
0: that's if that's not a real thing, because I would have done it. But like <laughs> day one, and everyone made fun of us for doing it. And then by day, the end of the day, we like everyone was like, oh, what'd you do? And people were like, oh, I waited for four hours for Splash Mountain, and we were like, suckers. <laughs> so then everybody wanted my schedule, so it turned <laughs> into a hot commodity. That on my flip phone, I could make a very oh. grainy picture of my schedule to send right. to people. Um, but only a couple other people stuck to it because we had very specific date. Like, we were up early and on, like, the first bus from our hotel to, like, Epcot.
4: Nice. Um, They're like,
0: no, lunch. We have reservations with Chip and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, then it was great. We got, like, all the ones out of the way. I remember they had a great ride at Epcot. Now they have it that, um, uh, what's his name? The Turtle from Finding Nemo. Crush? Um, yeah. Crush like talks to you like it's like it's dude. supposed to look like you're you're talking to him in his tank and it was like dude <laughs> totally and we're like and me and my friends are like dying with the like five year olds who are like that was awesome <laughs> I was like I am still a
3: child at heart Would you like, join the thirty thirty club or thirty three club Do you know what that What's is? That so Disney I heard this and like looked into it one day it was like they have something called the thirty three club and it's like invite only it's basically for celebrities it's a, a it's the only place that alcohol is sold in Disney World, and it's, like, a hidden bar, restaurant, on the premises, that's, there's one at every, like, location,
4: Yeah,
3: and, like, in, I think, like, I guess the California one, it's, like, in this uh, I don't know, like, I don't know the thing, but, like, it's a small world, like, there's, like, a village, like, a downtown, but everything's, like, small, yeah. one of the doors, like, is 33, it's a real door that leads to, like, the secret club, and it's, Whoa. like, people are, like Johnny Depp are members, and it's, like, this super, like members only for adult like super disney Ooh. fans it's, like adults only members only it's like a full bar it's the only place in disney world that sells any alcohol and it's like super secret that would be and cool. it's just like this crazy bizarre like celebrity like if you really like disney you'll join this and you can like go relax out of like the public eye yeah and, like, there's Let's like still be a disney it's like Hall. super mm. vip like that like comes with a bunch of other shit and it's just like oh, yeah, it's cool. this crazy like hidden club inside uh, like, hidden in Disney World. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I did when I was a small child. I wanted to grow up to be a princess. That was my desired career. And then when I learned you couldn't grow up <laughs> to be a princess, I then decided oh, maybe I'd want to grow up what? and work at Disney mean? World as a faux princess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I didn't have necessarily the body shape nor the mm-hmm. dancing skills because all of those the, the actors and actresses who play them are like yeah. very versatile and being able to like sing, dance. Yeah. And look, then look the part. You can't well, just you can't
3: just look good and. Well, like
0: just think about it. Cinderella. Like she's not the, All those body types are not typical real human body types. Out of things, and I was like, I don't know if I could deal with that, but I definitely lo- would love the idea of interacting with little kids and being their Cinderella. I mean,
1: not to not to crush your dreams. I feel like you might be a little bit too into it because when Shanghai came to Disney, they brought out a lot of employees from America. One of whom was a cousin of a friend of mine, and she, for a long time, worked in casting Disney princesses and said that often the people who get rejected are the people who have lifelong dreams of becoming Disney princesses because, like, they're in the casting, like, where they do the fitting for the costume and, like, crying, taking photos, and it's like, you're not equipped to do that job. You know what I mean? Like, you can't
0: distance yourself.
1: You just want to be
3: in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's
0: a good point. I mean, again, I did not end up doing that as my career but it is one that like I've I think it would have been it was one that I thought I could do just because I was like I know the backstory don't worry they're not gonna (laughs) ask me a question that I don't know the answer to
3: I've also heard kind of creepily but uh almost all the characters at Disney parks all have at least one security guard with them like plain clothes hidden Mm -hmm. and it was like hearing an interview with like a guy who used to do that for a minute because I guess he lived in LA and was like working at the Mm -hmm. Disneyland so everyone has at least one, but, like, the princesses have, like, five because, like, there's so many creepy dudes that, like, stalk oh. the Disney princesses. And, like, one guy, like, people, like, banned from Disneyland for, like, being creepy stalkers and stuff. Oh my and, God. Like, they always show up, like, like, talking to, like, princesses. Like, yeah, I recognize that guy. Like, that guy comes every day or, like, every week. Like, he's always, like, regular. Like, yeah, well, just, like, I guess it turns into like you're creepy. a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's, that's, like, these people are, like, Actually that and some become Google obsessed can. and, like, so like the princesses will have like five hidden security guards at all times yeah. just because they're like the biggest targets.
1: Well, really quick,
0: what's Disney magic for you and how do you feel like that shaped you as a person? Oh, Disney magic. Um, I think it like helped well, again, I think it's just like the childhood wonder and the idea that like magic can happen. And like <laughs> just like there's no it's really hard to put it into words. I took also I took a college class about Disney. Um, which was, like, me and 27 other females who love <laughs> Disney and three men who were in the class, and they were, like, had everyone go around and be, like, what's your favorite thing about Disney? And everyone, like, half cried as they shared their favorite memory, and then she was, like, Go well, after that, she, we all sat down again, she was, like, alright, so... Uh, by the end of this class, you're probably gonna be really skeptical of Disney because I'm gonna like take show you like this behind is, like, the mask of everything. like who the
3: guy is. Yeah, you do like, the
0: history. You also do like the cultural side and like how it. Like, you do look very critically of like how has it shaped you and it's like oh well maybe that's why you have unrealistic expectations in relationships uh-huh. because and the whole idea of like princesses uh-huh. sounds so much it's like so much fun but like I don't really want anyone to come and save me I don't need to be saved but that's the like trope in every movie. Um, or, like, I don't, can't actually talk to animals, even though that looks awesome. I like, now you
3: are going to get into more than like, actually Walt Disney the person. Oh, uh, we also <laughs> did. Like, we yeah. did. So,
0: we, they broke it down into all the different parts. Yeah. And, like, Walt Disney the person and being, like, well, this is all, like, heteronormative mm-hmm. and, like, anti-Semitic Yeah, a, like, all kinds of awesome. stuff. That we want like, to
3: support her. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, and she did still say that she's like, at the end of the day, she teaches this class, like, yeah. once every two years and is, like, I still love, like, she's still a Disney mm-hmm. fan, but it's just interesting yeah. to, like, think about why we love it so much and so that's where my theory is that I kid it up when I was really little so some of my best like I love like had really good family memories and just like being able to like be a part of something that's bigger than you were very Disney centric and I think I liked you know the performance of being able to dress up you know as princesses or feel a part of something like that kind of stuff I think is where the Disney Disney magic um comes in, and then just nostalgia that's, like, mm-hmm. attached to it, and that's why I think I like the new Disney stuff, watching Moana, watching Frozen, <laughs> and just being, like, I understand magic's not real, but, like, it's still really cool to kind of, like, step back into your, like, 10, 12-year-old shoes for a hot mm-hmm. second and be, like, wow, like, that was really cool. Rome mm-hmm. well, did lend you this book, uh,
1: Princess Power. It's about, like, uh, like, this fanaticism that young girls now have for, like, the princess culture, and, like, that marketing that like direct like gender marketing and how to kind of integrate like media criticism into that obsession like from when they're quite young um and then kind of like how that the princess like in pop culture has like evolved into like the spice girls like tap into that same kind of um that same kind of uh identity and then like the reaction of that, of, like, riot girls and, like, you know,
0: punk yeah. extensions of it and stuff like that. Yeah. No, that sounds really good. I mean, I, well, it also, like, it's very interesting. My Again, we've asked my family, like, I only wore dresses up until, like, second grade. I'd had, like, bows, full dress, not, didn't want to wear pants. My mom gave me my first pair of pants, and supposedly I asked her if she wanted me to be a boy, and that's why she gave me pants. <laughs> um But I started wearing pants, and then I, like, turned very tomboy and, like, didn't want to wear dresses, didn't want to do anything, and that's kind of, like, as I grew older, which is very interesting. But I think, yeah, that girlier side was, one, because your parents dress you when you're small, and two, <laughs> some of that princess feeling was there. Um, right. But yeah, I think when you look at me now, you don't necessarily look at someone who's obsessed with Disney princesses, which I think is a fun fact to throw <laughs> out there then, yeah. for my inner love for it.
3: Um, but, um, all right. So I mean, let's move that, on that on was one. Two. Yeah, that was just one. <laughs> okay.
0: Two. Um, this is a series, I like the Nancy Drew series. Oh, wow. Um, another yeah. empowered female. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a <laughs> lot, that's a strong theme in my list, right now, <laughs> actually. Um, Nancy Drew, so I was obsessed as a kid of reading them, the, like, original ones. It's like, there's 56 books, and for whatever reason, I was convinced that I had to read them in order. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not read three before I read one, yeah. and so then it became a thing that I started, like, collecting the series, and they're all yellow and, like, beautiful, hardback little books yeah. um, with the numbers, and I ended up getting stuck on, like, number 21 for a really long time because I couldn't find 22, like, in any store, like, we were, like, looking, and this was before you could buy stuff, but, like, really yeah. online, and, like, was hunting it down, and we ended up finding it, it was, like, a big deal, and I ended up going through it, and I think it, like, has played a part, one, I think Nancy Drew is awesome, the girl detective, now, going back and reading some of the stuff, it is very, like, campy, like, the yeah. problem she solves. and.
3: What What era
0: is that from? 50s? Yeah. I oh, is that 50s. old? I not know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, she's, like, an independent, eight, I think she's 18 or 20. Yeah. Really? I thought she was younger. Yeah, I thought she was. Or like maybe teen. she's 16. But I feel like she can go on trips by herself, so I feel like she <laughs> yeah. has to be 18 or 19. I don't know. 16-year-old. Um, British kids to go yeah, traveling all the a 50s, long time. You yeah, yeah, maybe, but she got to go on like overnights Ooh. and yeah. like to a boy-girl party. Uh, not really. There wasn't. She stayed with her friends Bess and George. George was a really cool girl's name too. I thought. Um, but yeah, I always I'm like you're always like, oh no, what will happen to Nancy Drew? And it's like, well, I know there's more books, so like you know, nothing really bad happens. But like it's usually like she gets kidnapped and like. Nothing bad happens to her, but she just was kidnapped. Number 22's
3: like, out of print. I'll never know. No, literally,
0: yeah. So I think, like, that, the character and, like, reading and, like, but also, like, sticking with something. Uh, yeah. Like, it was the biggest commitment. You complete your collection? I did. And I still have it. What well, is the My parents have it. The one of, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you. Like. You could
3: probably sell that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I have it, and now I'm sure that there's probably millions of copies online. It's oh, one okay. my mom has like sent me pictures of. and Been like, do you want to sell the? Do you want to sell the collection? We can yeah. sell the collection because it's taking up an entire like long Two. shelf of yeah. my dad's office because I've refused to get rid of them, um, one through fifty six. And then there's the spinoffs, which aren't mm. actually written by the original author, oh, written okay. by someone else, and they're a little bit more scandalous because uh, she solves problems that are, like, from high schoolers, and there's boy-girl parties, oh. and there's drugs involved. Oh, she Lord. does some scandal Sounds with, like, very doping contemporary. and tennis. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a more recent series, Ugh, so that's, like, no. people, I think, starring you Emma know, Roberts. <laughs> <out> here. <laughs> no, I did see that movie. I was also disappointed. The original, Did they make a movie? Yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the original TV series, I think it's back from the 70s or 80s, and it's Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys. Oh. And it's really good, because yeah. it's, like, standard seventies T V show drama and like the Hardy Boys were around that era as well. Yeah, and the Hardy Boys were like they were like bell bottom pants and have like really long, flowy, curly brown hair. And like whenever I
3: picture them I picture like seventies. Yeah,
0: and she's still like it's very much they they play up more the campier side of it. But it's really Hardy Boys is also quite early, like fifties or Mm -hmm. sixties. So like they were blue books. Uh Auntie Drew books Mm -hmm. were yellow and they were often found near each other in Borders bookstore. I, I couldn't a, get into the Hardy Boys, because that also has a series, and I think they have like 70, and I was already overwhelmed showed, yeah. by my 50 projects, wow. and I was like, if I read one, I have to read all, I'm going to have to read them all, so I just did my my 56 yeah. with Nancy Drew. I'm
3: more of an encyclopedia brown guy. Yep. But I don't remember anything about
0: yeah. it. I
3: mean,
1: uh, I don't know how old you were when Harriet the Spy came out. Yep.
3: I only knew the movie.
1: I mean, that was like, Which, I read
0: those books, I liked those books too. Those were ones that were, like, again, I think I got that for a birthday gift because uh-huh. it was, like, it's not Nancy Drew. It might have been maybe yeah. in that book <laughs> right, right, right. 22 you phase like, maybe, yeah. of just being, like, oh, well, look, it's also a spy. <laughs> I liked her series. The movie, again, it never built up Oh, really? I mean, like, the I remember like right after the movie came out, yeah, like,
1: all my great. classmates, like, tried to get the notebook, and, like, I think they had, like, a Happy Meal toy, and they
0: are like, sneak yeah. around the school yeah. and stuff. Well, the other, what was the other oh, kid Oh, you had, like, spy stuff. Yeah. No, I was more obsessed with, um... I think it would maybe might have been my sister who read that series, but Cam Jansen. You heard of that? She was well, she's a girl detective with a photographic memory, and she walks around and she says click to like oh, remember yeah. things. And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Because she it, would like solve mysteries because the just
3: called
0: Cam Jansen. Cam Jansen. Like it was like there well, there's a bunch of different ones, like something, right. something with yeah. Cam, Cam Jansen. I don't remember or that something. click thing. But yeah, she would just be like click, oh, really? and then people would be like, What? My foot got so she'll be like, let me think. Like, think back through it and like can like figure it out and I was like that's so cool and I would walk around just being like click, click, <laughs> click no it's not sticking can't <laughs> can't tell you what's going but yeah um, can say click yeah so I think that and then also just like I really love reading I always loved reading as a kid we do a lot of long road trips when you have a big family you don't fly places mm-hmm. um and my parents were very good at encouraging us to read and using books as kind of like hey if you don't have anything better to do go read a book mm-hmm. like again before smartphones so it's not like you can play a game you just can read a physical book um which I loved and was obsessed with, and we get into these series. Yeah. Nancy Drew is kind of like the first one I fully committed to and mm-hmm. succeeded in going to. Mm.
4: Right.
3: So
0: that was two. Number, number three. Three is a movie. Ooh. Um, it's a Mad 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 World, which is a movie that like no one's, not many people watch because <laughs> it's from the '60s. But for whatever reason, it's like one of my dad's favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So it's about it. Ha- it's got. Um, Mickey Rooney in it and Buddy Hackett and like all these older actors and it's that there's like a car accident on the side of a highway and this old man dies but before he it's very campy of, like he kicks the bucket literally yeah. like literally kicks a bucket, kicks a bucket. <laughs> um, but before he dies he tells them there's a treasure buried under a big W and it turns oh. into this like cross country uh-huh. road race of four different cars of people and like these four different stories of how they're all trying to get there to find this treasure that and was. There's so many... Di- <laughs> sure. And there's so many the different, The original like, rat race. Again, it was one, I think, the first time, too, you realized that, like, not everyone has the same experience as you, because, like, yeah. my, we watched it so many times, mm. and, like, when we got a car DVD player, like, that we could, like, sit in the, like, sit... Yeah. Someone held it. Like, we would watch that movie because my dad liked to listen to it when he drove. Uh-huh. And so we had all the quotes, and, like, my whole family, like, <laughs> knows these quotes. And then I would use them with friends, and, like, no one has any idea what yeah. I'm talking about. And I, like, made people watch the movie at my house sometimes to try and, like, make them get my no. references eh? to things. Eh? But, like, it was just the first realization of, like, oh, we all don't have to watch this movie from the 1960s. Because it's still one of my, mo-, like... Favorite yeah. movies, which again you see that like more emotional side of things. That it's just like a funny movie that clearly my family enjoyed watching, and that's why it's like yeah. one that maybe doesn't tangibly have an effect on my life. But like when thinking about things that I like yeah. unabashedly love, it would be it's a Mad in Real World.
3: I'm sure it's also so hard, like especially older movies, seventies or before. It's like hey <laughs> you grew up watching them, you could watch them a million times, you love them. But if you try to introduce to some them to someone, it's just like yeah. this is gonna be a struggle, like. Any old movie, like, the pacing or anything. Yeah, or like, you're like,
0: he you're just right went around. sailing right out there. He just went sailing right it's out there. The and, like, my ever. family you're will die. Ride. And everyone else is like, what? No. You're like, well, so then he's, he's driving down the highway, and the highway goes out of control. Like, no, okay, no one gets it. Like, no one understands. Um, and I think also, to be, yeah, it was one of the probably the first, like, more adult movies in my mind mm-hmm. that I would be watching, of just being like, wow, there's... There's different plots than just, like, it's a princess yeah. who got saved. And, like, there were no talking animals in it, and I still liked it. Sure a live like, action movie? What? Yeah. Because
3: yeah. there are a bunch of stuff that you, like, would watch much later, and then you'd be like, oh, I never got that joke. Like. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I blame that movie. I love that movie, and I think I also blame it for then stunting the rest of my <laughs> movie-watching because then it turned into, like, we watched a lot of, like, what my dad... My like, dad really like, likes movies, a lot of his mean, movies are, like, older ones, yeah, that he loves. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I watched, like, National Velvet, which also has, like, Mickey Remy, and, um, I'm blanking on the lead actress's name, but, um, about, like, horse, she trains this, like, horse to become a national champion. And, like, <laughs> it's, like, been a love story involved, too. And I was, like, no one's seen this movie, but I have. It's just very random. Or, like, I hadn't seen Titanic until I was in, like, yeah. college. <laughs> and everyone else like, that's their main reference point yeah, for yeah. things. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I definitely... That was one that I love.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's, like, the a part. general terror of... If you really love a movie and then you watch it with someone else, yeah. and you're just like, oh, my God, this part coming out is my favorite part, and then as soon as you watch it with them, you're, like, side-eye peripheral watching their reaction, I mean, you're like, yeah. these are all the things they're going to hate about it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, Again, I feel like there's really few movies that, like, when you watch them as a kid and you love them, but when you try to sort of show someone as an adult, it's like, the bar is so much higher to, like, what Like, even showed people in adulthood Star Wars movies that they yeah. had never seen. It's like, watching it, I had the aware of like, oh, if you've never seen this, this is probably horrible to you. Like, yeah. it's like weird 70s, like, space opera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's like, one, I mean... It's probably like, super slow and boring as shit to you. <laughs> yeah,
0: where you have that, like, emotional connection yeah. to it more than, like, it's actually a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that Why? Well, also. I think it's funny looking at um I was when I was in Macau 2 weeks ago, we were watching TV on the on their like big screen TV and it was a super HD, which was I think is awesome, but then it made all of the TV shows look like soap operas because yeah. they looked weird. I was like, "Oh, they're making everything feel very soapy." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he did what? Like, I was like, no, go back to it being, like, I wanted everything to be one-dimensional and, <laughs> really like, just, and yeah, familiar. that's what I was I don't like. want to be there. I was like, yeah, I just, like, I don't want it to feel like real life. Yeah. I don't. I really don't want to feel like I'm next to that detective. The thing
3: with that is, like, when you see that, when I see clips now from, like, early 2000s or 90s, oh my God, that is so shitty. Like, the quality is so bad, like... Like really? colors are Is really it was that bad out. when we watched it, like yeah. how bad VHSs really look compared to like even DVD or yeah. like Blu-ray and everything. Cool. All
0: right. So that's three. Yeah. Sorry. Let's, let's, let's chug it through this list. No, that's fine. Um, four, I would probably have to say Mia Hamm. Okay. The professional women's soccer player because back when I was younger, I decided that if after Princess, I was also going to be a professional women's mm-hmm. soccer player because I played soccer a lot. And really liked it. And Mia Ham was part of the team that was like the 1999 yeah. Won the World. That was Cup. a big,
4: big. Mia Hamm thing. and like
0: everyone who, on that team, like Brandy Chastain was also yeah. one of the people I loved. She's the iconic player who like took her shirt off and like oh, in the sports that was Mia bra. Hamm. No, that was Brandy Chastain. But Mia Ham was like scored a lot of the, the goals. Big, the big um, and so I was like obsessed with, I liked, I loved her. I loved, I ended up going to North Carolina, UNC, University of North Carolina's soccer camp because she went to, you know, to yeah. UNC and her coach who coached her. Coaching there, and like you know, he would tell you stories of how like he saw her in the rain once, like running sprints when everyone else was home doing like not running sprints, yeah. and how he knew she had what it took. And you're like, yeah, that'll be me. And like, just really child- loved that. Loved, got really into the whole like women's professional soccer league, yeah. which um, folded, and no one had no one really followed it. But my, uh-huh. my group of friends in like middle school, yeah, were, like their sole supporters, and, like, <laughs> very much looked up to it um,
3: until then. Did they win? They win just like soccer champion, or was that the Olympics?
0: They won the World Cup. World Cup, yeah. World Cup. and then uh, for the Olympics, I think they also were they were pretty yeah. quite good. good. Yeah, I mean there was a whole era there of like yeah, I remember it was that a was weird like really situation of like then, they're really yeah. good and they should be getting paid a ton of money, and mm-hmm. there's no leak for them to play in domestically. It was just like a weird, yeah, weird debate that there's such a good feeder system, but then there's no fans. Yeah. Like, similar to WNBA. Like, there's no... Yeah, yeah. And like, they've done better with their marketing these these days, but, like, people would just be like, I'd rather watch the men. But then as a female, I like to play soccer, then you'd be like, well, where do I go? If I can't become a pro, like, then mm-hmm. I'm going to just do... I maybe mean, I'd do it for fun, but i do other stuff. Um, so, yeah, I was pretty, like, intent on soccer up through... There's the also very grade.
3: few... I wouldn't say few female athletes, but I feel like there's few sports. Yeah. Like, it's like when you think female athletes, like, you basically have, like, tennis... And then maybe like gymnastics or something like there wasn't much out there, and I feel like soccer was a big like oh this team came out of nowhere and like yeah. they were like super popular. And then there was like the weird controversy with the sports bra jersey thing, <laughs> which yeah. I like still don't get why that was like so absurd. Yeah,
0: I mean that was a big that was a big thing, but I think yeah. that was just for me. Yeah, I was seeing like having something to work for yeah. and like seeing how she did on this international stage, and um, that was a big influence. And I think also motivated me to keep sports a part of my life, mm-hmm. which from a young age it was like I'm gonna go to the Olympics that was the goal and then now the goal is not maybe go to the Olympics but like (laughs) I think I learned a lot of things from playing on a team and like values and time management and how to be responsible and like working towards a goal which like is great to have in any part of your life Mm -hmm. um and I'm seeing that now on the the Football, the American football team I play on yeah. you know, here in here in Shanghai and just seeing, you know, Chinese guys who don't play sports growing up mm-hmm. who are learning some of those things still now, you know, yeah. as adults and seeing it translate into their work and their jobs, which yeah. is really cool. And I think when you're a kid, you don't pick up on any of that. You just, yeah. you know, either doing it because you like it. It's fun. Um, but it did at some point, soccer ended up stopped being as much of fun and more of a chore of being like, oh, yeah. so we have a game that, or a tournament this week, or I'll be like, why am I excited to go? Oh, because I like my teammates and I want to hang <laughs> yeah. out with them, but like, we have to play soccer too. <laughs> yeah, but, knowing
3: a lot of people like who played, high school's definitely that point where it like, goes from just fun to like, you better love this, because it's like, we're not fucking around anymore. Yeah, like you definitely Like, practices have to every day, and like, yeah. just gets insane. So I
0: liked it up through ninth grade, and I ended up in ninth grade fracturing my back, so mm-hmm. I then had to take a year off from soccer um and then never really kind of like I kind of lost my touch didn't really get back in when I was a kid I was super fast because I was like this size at (laughs) like 10 (laughs) so I was like tall and just could like and was able to run fast and then everybody else caught up to me and I was now slow (laughs) um But, like, still, like, enjoyed playing and was left-footed, which was always, like, I could trick people out with that. Just like, I'm a righty, I'm a righty, I'm a lefty, boom, and, like, blow by people on the left. And they're like, what? And you hear, like, coaches yelling, like, she's a lefty! And you're like, no, I'm not, I'm a righty, I'm a righty. Left! Um, Which was kind of cool. But, yeah, so then kind of transitioned to doing basketball more, and then Hmm. never grew to be six feet tall. Like, (laughs) I always tried and dreamed and prayed every day. Um, and then track and field kind of just happened, but, so I do credit me, here I'm in soccer for being like, mm. cool, we can do sports, and sports mm. are fun, and I'll keep going, so,
3: powerful yeah. women always. <laughs> um, and, uh, let's run on your number five.
0: Okay, so this is my historical pop uh, culture reference, um, I really like Anne Boleyn and King Henry VIII and all of his wives that he, like, beheaded and divorced, <laughs> For whatever reason, it's like the weirdest just like brain. So,
3: just <laughs> super fascinated.
0: I don't know. Again, I, I can't tell you why or how, but like, I think I got into this historical fiction series that was like yeah. did like Mary Queen of Queen of Scots and Cleopatra and then like Anne Boleyn, and I just became obsessed because she's again, you know, if you don't know who Anne Boleyn is, she's like one of the wives. Of no, we way. don't nerd. <laughs> but she had like a sixth finger on her hands. So everyone thought oh. she was a witch, and then she ended up getting like beheaded they were in jail because <laughs> they said she was a witch and put a spell on the king and like God. there's just all this drama from from medieval england that's just like really fascinating to read really through bizarre. and so i don't know again i can't remember how or where but then this I, made the top five it made the top five because then i was like why i, I don't know because I, I get it but if you like that it
1: inspired my whole
3: life me. i've hidden my sixth finger <laughs> till i read that book one day <laughs>
0: I was also called a witch, she understood It's just a random part that I think, like, adds to my personality of just, like, that I'm weird, and I have these weird interests, and, like, when I was a kid, then I got... Someone gave me for my birthday, like, a figurine set of King what? Henry, and, and then his eight wives, no and, heads. like... This is the worst action figure collection of all time. They had the action greater. figures. They were just little, like, figure... Like, metal figurines, and I always thought it was just, like, huh. very cool, I don't know, for, like, history, and, like, I definitely was a nerd in high school, and, like, this kind of stuff would just be, like, oh, there's things about history that are fun, <laughs> and so, like, I got to go to London in October, and I went to the um, Tower of London and had a little mini freak out by myself because that's where she was imprisoned, <laughs> and they had the place blocked off where she got beheaded, which, like, weirdly, I was also, like, oh, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I studied and learned just about. Super um, yeah, just, like, a weird, fun fact that I... That I enjoy, and it's definitely in the top five for that it, reason. I think
3: it was a really really interesting thing of like history. It's just like this shit is so gruesome and brutal, but because it happened so long ago, all of that is like completely removed. It's yeah, like, no, nah, these aren't real people. Like, I, this is really interesting. Yeah, like, and
0: they're just like, and then I was like, he married like three girls named Jane, and then there was like an Elizabeth, and then like the daughters, and like the drama just like continues, like, like how that shook down, like, then determined like Queen Elizabeth was like her daughter, the daughter of Anne Boleyn. And she's like the famous Queen Elizabeth of England, the redhead one. And then the, like, Mary who went to Scotland and was, like, murdering people was, like, the daughter of the person before Anne Boleyn came along. So she always had a grudge against Anne Boleyn. See, like, it's just How weird. old were you Female when you were this? I don't know, like, 11, 12, 11, <laughs> 12? Again, I just I picture, like, young Logan being like, there was another gene? <laughs>
3: And, it then, was so... and then, and then, and then, and then her daughter, she went to London, just like, like a little kid who tells you a know, story, I like, can't it. tell a story, like, I and mean, he cut her head off, and and then, and then her, and then her daughter went to Ireland, and she killed people.
0: I'm so embarrassed that it's in the top five, but <laughs> not at all, just because, yeah, I, I was weirdo, <laughs> and like, my parents let me express myself, and that was great, and like, yeah, I, the only reason I, we must have done it, because we didn't do it in school, I think it was from books I was reading, yeah. that I was just like fascinated by this family of just, not really family, I guess, but, like, this guy who, who married, but I was more obsessed with the wives than, the, than, than
3: King Henry VIII, not so much him.
0: eight wives? I'm <laughs> not Well, they also made just movies about like, it all, too. King
3: Henry, it's mean. just like, so what are you new for? It's like, uh oh, come back from the dead. What am I known for these days? Like, you're <laughs> that guy who killed all his wives. Like, yeah. oh, I did other stuff. It's like, yeah, but you killed eight of them. Like, yeah. Oh,
0: it's, yeah, it's a big one. So that there's my weird, like, history yeah. reference from it. That's
3: great. Very popular culture.
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah. So I was asking if historical still counts as a pop culture. pop culture. Definitely pop culture. Several centuries ago. Yeah, yeah it was super popular back At one then. one time. Yeah. It's just like, no, but they had what, the yeah, other Bull Girl. F- that movie with Scarlett Johansson came out.
3: Yeah, they'll like, make a movie about
0: it. Eight years ago, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's the TV series, too, that was all about it. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, The Tudors, yeah.
4: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: So that's more pop culture, but I didn't like it because of the Tudors. I liked it before it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) That actress didn't have a sixth finger. No, it was not believable. Not accurate, not
3: historically accurate. All right, well, I think that wraps it up. Logan, thank you for coming in and sharing me. top fives, which were quite entertaining.
1: And we'll see you guys on July 27th. Yeah, of course, if you're in Shanghai,
3: check out the top five... And Unravel, which you heard about last week, event, on July 27th.
0: Yeah, at Sheen Cafe. Sheen Cafe,
3: and there'll be information in the description and all that.
0: Yeah. Come out and tell us about your top five. Maybe there's another secret Bolin lover out mm. there. You know, we're gonna find each other. Oh on Bolin lovers. Go on
3: Meetup and start a Bolin Meetup and see if anyone. That just it. makes it <laughs>
0: Your favorite. One. That just makes it weird. Yeah. yeah. You, can, Are like, you Team Jane. Like on Meetup. Like on meet up, on meet up, keep yeah. it up with the tutor. Yeah. On
3: Meetup, you can name like you can change the name of the people attending. Yeah. It's just like you should just like Photoshop, six fingers like just Photoshop like stupid. the Kardashian
0: Christmas card with their face and their fingers. I just really want to commission one of you guys uh, to make my top five and yeah, to yeah. see. like one of the pictures would just be six fingers like <laughs> just be like she gets it you won't had
2: to 22 more money, more problems, is true. Cause the more money I make, the more problems for you. Yeah, I use dude voice, traps to the ball, Sean. He made it a hotline, I made it a hot song. So stop drawing, man, you gotta respect it. I'm the best Swiss, got perfect it perfected. Don't mess with C-A-S-S-I-D-Y. Cause I became the best when B-I-G died. The kid do it big like P-U-N. Cause I'm nice like P-A-C with the P-E-N. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler. I'm a I'm a hustler, I'm a I'm a hustler, i me, nigga I'm a me, am a hustler, I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler, I'm am a hustler, me, I'm a hustler, I'm am a hustler, me, nigga.